0: Welcome back everybody to Phil's Recap and Review Game of Thrones Season 6, Episode 8, No One, The Feedback Show, or we can also call it The Shit to Distract Us before Episode 9 starts. We are here, or I'm here right now, to talk about this episode. As of the moment, I am alone. You might have to deal with a Phil Babble podcast. It's been a while. I'm over-talking. I'm just talking all the time. So maybe it's about time that I just come out here and do one feedback show myself. Joe might be joining us later in the day. In fact, Joe may have been kidnapped by Ramsey Snow. Excuse me, Ramsey Bolton. And being held for captive that we have to show up at fucking Winterfell and bust his ass out! Let's get hype for Bastard Ball! Because really, we're going to get into some of the feedback questions for this last episode, no one. A lot of the feedback questions and a lot of the vibe coming off this episode isn't quite as excited as it's been, I think, any other week of the season. Some people may argue, and I agree, that the first episode of of the season was my least favorite. This is probably number two if I'm doing that ranking in order. I still liked a lot of stuff in it. But ultimately, it's still like, oh, Game of Thrones is back. This is awesome. It's the first episode. I felt happy about it. But last week's episode really just was, was, was for me anyways, a lot of mixed emotions and really has me, the only thing I can really think about is episode 9, getting to the fucking Master Bowl then getting to episode 10. So we're going to talk a lot about some of the things that happened in 8, but really what this is, is myself with you guys out in the motherfucking chat that are in there right now talking. Great to see all of you getting through these couple of days, getting through this vibe, getting... To the point where we're ready to see John and Ramsey. Bam, bam. Fight, fight, five, 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 the itchy and scratchy show. Welcome everyone. Hello. Welcome to all my friends. Ren, pick your poison, bionic. Uh, noreen claudio craft mama bionic sam so many great people we're also in the discord group if you want to get into the spoilers room depending on how crazy we get but uh but i've got the main youtube channel youtube chat up we also have the call-in number open right now too just in case anyone wants to call in maybe try to take a couple of quick calls at what do we got uh here we go 914-205-5689, or we've got your voicemail and text line if you want to get in on that number, too. And that voicemail and text number is, of course, 781-990-8509. Leave any voicemail or text. So There's many ways that you can reach me today to talk some shit. I'm getting super fucking excited for episode nine. I don't know about anybody else, but I I tried—I rewatched this episode, episode eight, unlike— 7 and 6 which I think were also slow episodes but I really like them a lot. This episode was not as good for me on a rewatch. I found myself a little uh, doing other stuff while it was on and it just has me really excited for the next episode. We're going to get into a lot of questions. Let's get to our first one. Let's not waste any fucking time. None of that shit. And let's get over to our first and this is a comment or a question from the other evening from Chicago. So let's listen to our friend from Chicago and see what he has to say about... Oh no, the music's still going? Fuck you, music! Shut that shit off! Oh no, oh, God, okay. Let me shut that shit off. So here we'll play our voice... first voicemail of the day. This is from Chicago, Illinois. Here we go. Take it away, Chicago.
1: Take it away, Chicago! Hey, Phil, Joe, Katie, love the show. Hey, uh... Back to a topic that was brought up before about how poorly they do timeline stuff for the passage of time. But I'm curious uh, what you guys thought. How much time passed between when Arya got stabbed uh, and the time that she had the big uh, rundown with, like, Terminator Waist? <laughs> uh, how much time do you think passed during that? Because that's, those are some pretty bad stab wounds. And i was just wondering what you thought, uh, what the time frame was, because there's really no way to really tell. And maybe also what the time frame was between when uh, Daenerys flew off on Drogon and when she returned. How much time had passed? Because I have no freaking idea. All right, guys. Love the show. Catch you later. Bye.
0: Good question about the time. This is something I've talked about a little bit and something that I try not to let it bother me. And when everything's making fun, oh, Littlefinger's got a magic portal gun flying all over Westeros. It's a fun little joke. But when we really get into time frame of how long things are... The show in what we watched on Sunday in the in the uh, aria and the Bravo section, to me, how it seemed and what the they were trying to tell us was that it was only fucking twenty four hours that it was the next day when all that happened. Realistically. With the way they do time, it had to have been a little bit longer. It had been at least a week or so that she was laying there sleeping from the milk of the poppy. That's pretty strong stuff. And by taking that, Arya probably was out more than just one evening. She was probably out for a couple of days there at least, and had some time for her body to recover a little bit to even make it somewhat plausible. The way the show did it, and the way it edited, it, they didn't they they made it seem like it was just the next moment. But I'm guessing it was probably at least a week. Uh, this. (laughs) Moi says HBO writers have no logic in Arya's wounds. I'm making. I'm creating my own logic. (laughs) When there is no logic to do, we're gonna create our. We're gonna take step out of time here. Create our own vortexes of fucking logic here. And ultimately, I'm saying that some time must have passed, similar to the Sand Snake situation, where. Well, I'm sorry, I said that word. I shouldn't say those words. Where how the hell they end up back here? There there some time passed that we didn't see, and they edited it weird to make it seem like everything's just happening bump bumpa bump, bump event after event after event. When ultimately they probably should have taken their time a little bit, and and maybe had done bravos a shit ton differently this season. I'm not a writer. I cannot. I'm not gonna do like, I can write. I cannot write anything better. I can barely write my fucking name. But but ultimately, I think I wish they paced out bravos very differently we spent too much time in just the training montage scenes we could have separated and had aria of uh, escape towards the beginning of the season have a couple of episodes of that have her escape or refuse to do the kill then go on the lamb and get caught somewhere in the middle of the season and get stabbed and then have her in recovery mode for a couple of episodes and then not not seen her again until okay now some time's passed and she could it would be more, be more uh, understandable it's a couple, a couple of things like that could have been done this season a little bit better. The other thing is with the Daenerys situation. Carmine was talking about this a bit in his review, and I agree, I talked about this a little bit too. With, uh, with Daenerys, they could have paced it out differently so that this last episode, when we see her show up, was the first time we've seen her since she walked out of the fire. That would have been really intense and still cheesy where she comes in the hair flowing. Look how pretty my butt is. You know, all that sort of shit. She comes flaring in there, but that was the first time we've seen her. So it was enough time to make her kind of go out of her mind. I feel like maybe they should have done that a little bit with, with Arya after she got hurt. We don't see her for a couple of episodes, so we can accept times past that she's recovering. Fucking Pushy Smasher Pussy. Huge shout out. Uh, The 914 number, 914-205-5689. That will be open right now. Um, I... I have that phone lines open. That's 914-205-5689. Also can leave a voicemail at 781-990-8509 or text that message. Jump in the live fucking chat. 13 episodes. Those are your last words. You could do better than that, motherfucker. I don't think it would have been more than 24 hours between Arya getting stabbed and her final confrontation with the waif. Otherwise, I'm sure Jaken would have looked for some sort of update. Very good point, Miss Ash. Always fucking amazing rational points by you, Miss Ash. Analysis of Throne. I like that idea. Yeah, it would have been, it just would have been a little bit better. And again, I'm Nobody's fucking screenwriter. I'm sitting here in my fucking, in my parents' basement <laughs> recording this podcast. No, but I'm I'm sitting here and I'm someone that's I analyze. I sit and I talk about talk shit about stuff. I mean, I like to perform, but I, I'm no fucking writer. I can't. But ultimately, it just should have paced itself out a little bit fucking different in a lot of ways in the season. I love this season. I think a lot of great stuff. I think the production value is top notch. Some of the acting performances is excellent. I think some of the choices of slating out the season and some of the writing choices have been less than fucking douchey. No, have been, have been a problem, troublesome. I've been really fucking troublesome. And it, it stinks to me. Is like what I think a lot of people are saying. It seems to me, and I don't know dick and I'm talking out my ass and, and fucking let me be, let me be cry baby here. It just seems like, okay, well let's get done with this thing. Let's, let's just move everything. Let's have, okay, everyone, the end of the concert, you know, the, The band's already played. The band wants to play a couple more encores because they really want to play because they're rocking the house and they fucking love what they're doing because everyone, I think the directors, I think the actors, I think they all fucking really love what they're doing. But ultimately, the writers, the creators, the people who are plotting out the seasons, I think they're like, show's over, guys. Venue closes at 11.30. You guys need to get out. You guys need to get out. Only 13 more episodes. Everybody, the door is that way. Come on, come on. And... Don't don't take that. Yeah, don't don't take that. So I guess I have uh that's ours. Don't touch that. That's just a somewhat of a vibe I'm getting. Maybe I'm projecting that because I'm pissed off about the 13 episodes left thing or the 15 episodes left. i I keep subtracting episodes. But maybe I'm pissed off about that. So so because I think everything else is so the game is so up in a lot of the episodes, but when you see stretches like that and mistakes like this happen, and they, I don't know, it just flared. It's it's flaring. It's like I don't even want to talk about a personal matter. It's something flaring up. Yeah, quit talking about your ass, Phil. Of course, of course. I can't help myself. This thing's like an ass, and it just opens and farts of shit come out. Oh my goodness. I'm just happy the Hard home director will be back for the next two chapters. I agree that, that that does bode well for these final two episodes. I think for the most part, I've said many times, this season is up in the upper echelon of my seasons. I think these, and I only think there's two episodes I would say I, I haven't enjoyed both times I've watched them. of like really excited. This was one of them in the first episode of the season. I wasn't as crazy into it the second time I watched it. I just think, I don't. I just think I really want to see this show kick ass, and I don't know if they're stretching it out a little bit and giving us some of this just to rationalize their own. Well, well, you know, you know, people didn't like that stuff, so we want to do less episodes just to keep the pace up. And I don't know. It just seems a little w- weird to me that. I don't know. I'm just babbling. Shut, shut your fucking. Head. Shut your fucking face, Uncle Phil. You're a bonafide ass Listen, Uncle Uncle Phil. You're an uncle fucker. I must say, fuck Phil. You fucked your uncle yesterday. <laughs> So shut the fuck up, who cares? So, your mom, awesome to see you live, great to see you. What's up everyone? The Walking David is here in the chat. Walking David, I'm going to send you a little something here. Here's I'm giving you a present, Walking David. Not a present. I'm I'm you're I'm letting you give me a present here, Walking David. Here you go. Here's a little present. Hopefully you'll get it. There's a little there's a little message. Okay, so uh, fucking A everybody, it's really great to see, but a lot of the questions that we're going to get into today for this particular episode is going to be revolving around that same point that I think the first caller first caller, uh, brought up, is the Aria, the Aria situation. A lot of people had a lot of big fucking problems with that. What the fuck is going on over here? Uh, decline, fuck that, no. I'm not taking fucking... I hate that. We don't ever want to hear that sound again. I don't even see what that was from, but you guys know the call-in number, 781-990-8509, and you can leave a voicemail on that line, or you can call in the the 914-205-5689. So, here we go. I still don't know what's worse, episode one or episode seven question. I don't know. That is a very gosh-dang good question. I... I'd say in general, the problem, it's hard to, I'd have to watch them all on a rewatch of the entire season and kind of get a better feel for it for the entire season of how I feel about that because I was really hungry. It's the old Eddie Murphy joke and we've talked about it a lot on this show, but if people haven't heard it. I, you're, When you're walking through the, the desert someone gives you a cracker, that's the best cracker you've tasted in your whole entire fucking life. That, that, that shit, fu- that, that must be a Ritz. That's fucking tasty. When episode one came out, I was so Game of Thrones hungry. I was, I was so – and let me say, also, this show is very different for a lot of people. What makes it excellent, I think, even more so what makes the books excellent, I think the show struggles with it just a little bit, genre change. But I think the show does it really well, too. It can be so many different things at so many different times. It can be kind of a horror film and give you that kind of anxiety feel like in Hard Home, or maybe the Hodor, the door episode with them chasing and them being behind them. It can be a comedy. It can be straight out slapsticky kind of comedy. It can be a history, a bizarre reflection of history kind of thing. It can be a lot of things to a lot of different people. And it's hugely successful at that. And... I think the show is a victim of itself sometimes in the way of what it did so well early on. It, a lot of, it, it's, it's hard for me to view it in a vacuum sometimes. I'm just starving. Hound, hound, yes, the Hound's one-liners make episode eight beat episode one. Welcome to the live motherfucking chat. Goddamn, they butchered the s- sand snakes. Ari isn't that bad in my opinion. Very good point, your, your mom. I, I, I agree with that actually hundred percent. It's, uh, it's, you pick your poisons in situations, right? Pick your fucking poisons. Okay. Here we go over here. I think I probably sent that to voicemail. Let's listen to a couple of voicemails here. All right, here we go. Let's listen to this right here. This is from Santa Maria, California.
2: Hey guys, Steven Collins from California out here. How are you guys doing? What's up, Phil? Um, A couple things, real quick. Uh, Obviously.
0: Uh, One thing quickly. Yeah, a little bit, bananas? A little? (laughs) I took my sugar shot. This is what happens when, every once in a while, I'm not happy that Joe's Joe's probably still sleeping. Slept in today and is answering calls and stuff. I'm not happy about that, but what I am happy about is sometimes it's good to come out here and just babble, especially when you're a crazy fucking person like I am and you just talk, talk, talk. It's why I feel interrupt everyone because I'm constantly. I gotta talk. I got stuff to say. I'm annoying, you know. I'm, I'm that kind of person. <laughs> so sometimes it's good to get out here and exercise the demons of my babblitude. So, so yeah, this is me. This is me completely beyond not even technical difficulties right now this is maybe that's the problem <laughs> i haven't even oh so back to back to
2: this showrunners kind of took a beating this week um in regard to a lot of things but i guess mainly with the aria bullshit and uh i mean people can cry all they want about quick game but in my opinion that was season four episode eight uh, mountain and the viper um you can go back and watch that. But the biggest thing was the ARIA stuff, uh, groundly criticized pretty much by everyone. That being said, going into uh, to 9 and 10, episodes 9 and 10, uh, I think it's a good sign uh, of the length of the shows. Uh, I think uh, this week is a full hour, and next week is going to be an hour and 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when's the winner, I think so. Uh, I think that's good, but I'm just feeling a little bit of pressure on the showrunners uh to stick the landing on these last two episodes. So uh get your thoughts on that. And then lastly, uh Jamie, uh just got a weird Okay, before
0: before I before I let you get your second point in, let me get the first question in. my, I think I agree there is a lot of pressure to stick this landing of this end of the season. I think there always is with with T V fan bases. I think uh Some of you guys might not watch The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead dealt with that to a point. People are like, oh, oh, you better stick this fucking landing. This is a little bit different. I think they do need to... I'm not worried as much about these final two episodes. I think they just... I don't know what happened in this episode with with the Arya scene. It just didn't excite me quite as much as some of the rest. I'm still really high on this season. And it would take... It would almost be better way of saying it for me would be it would take a colossal shitstorm for me to be completely bummed out about this season in these final two episodes. It would take every cheesy battle cliche out the fucking window in the next episode. Like everyone you could possibly imagine in the final episode completely destroying any sense of excitement that I have. I don't think they're going to do that. I see what they're doing. I see the flow of this season. I think they just got... I think the first five episodes of this season went on a very awesome trajectory. Then right after five, they they leveled off, gave me two episodes that I was— six and seven were episodes I was happy with. I felt like, oh, cool, these are two lower-energy episodes, but they really fucking worked for the story, and they're two of my favorite episodes of the season. Really worked. I think when episode eight they got— Part of it is comparison to last year's episode eight, and a couple people said this too, usually episode eight is a little bit more of a launching ground, a little bit more excitement. So I think that, in fact, does put the pressure on them, but I'm not worried about them landing, finishing the landing on these last two episodes in that sense. Not like I was with The Walking Dead. If people listen to where I'm like, fucking motherfuckers, better do it or I'm fucking killing somebody, where I got kind of like that. I I'm I have a lot of I have more confidence than I think some do in them at, in them to create a good show when they want to, if that makes sense. Biox says so far the season's five of one out of ten. Do you think George R. R. Martin will give the release date of Winds of Winter after the show with the same name? I sure fucking hope so. <laughs> uh, i Fucking people having a hard time with a girl with uh, two or three starboards running for her life in a show with magic dragons. Ducrotic, <laughs> chronic. Excellent point there. Question. The two truths, one lie stuff from Sansa and Arya. How do we make sense of that? Sansa, uh, Ramsay dies, Stoneheart returns, Arya checks three people off her list. I think Arya is going to be checking some people off her list. That would be my answer to that because I, I do not think Stoneheart's coming back. And I think especially with the Hound stuff, that's more confirmed than anything. You don't get it, Phil. It's not that exciting. It's not. It's nothing in the episodes. You you don't get it, Phil. It's not that it's not exciting. It's that nothing in the episodes makes sense. Good point, Darth something. And and I hear that. If, if people feel like things aren't making sense to them, I can't tell you all. No, no, you don't get it. I'm not going to be that person. I'm f- fucking, I hear you. I see some of the situations you guys are talking about. Some things bother me as much. Some things don't. It isn't affecting my enjoyment but i totally see it and i'm not gonna be like yeah that person's opinion fucking sucks i totally see what you're saying Arya's is gonna go for the side butthole with needle Needle's perfect for side butthole we should be pinning uh for windsor winter because this show is supposed to hold us over a girl just needs a a montage and a cool wave battle scene two episodes off yeah i miss a lot of things they make some mistakes watch from england welcome Mitch stoneheart has no reason to come back they part the point past the point where she would make sense uh, what's the matter? Mountain, got your skull. Sup up, Phil. Oh, great to see you last, son. Uh, lady, stone butthole. Uh, LOL at Maisie. Got a t-shirt made for the list. Stone butthole. I like that. That one's going to stick. So here we go. Let's get another comment in here. And yeah, I mean, I get what people are saying, but I guess I want to make it clear that if anyone's having a problem, I, even though I might be sunshine, lollipops, and gumdrops everywhere sometimes because I get distracted by colorful things in front of me a lot, I'm like a cat. Whoa! what just happened? That's exciting. You know, I'm kind of one of those type of people, either something viscerally pisses me off or it excites me. And, and then I'll pick it apart later uh, in that kind of way. So a lot of times, especially right in the initial recap, I'm just, yeah, hello, you know, that's just my emotional reaction to things. So I appreciate what, one of the things that I said this to our buddy heat and that leaves a lot of comments and is very, very critical of the show, but I enjoy reading, the comments every fucking week, and seeing the points that people make that I maybe not don't pick up on, points that just aren't as important to me. I'm like holy shit, that's one of the reasons I. Enjoy someone like Preston's reviews, Preston Jacobs' reviews when he gets into all the nitpicky stuff in those watch it videos that he does, where he's pointing out every little thing. With the aria thing specifically, his problem with that jumping into shit-filled water would it would infect and all that. I hope that tea had some uh, had some uh, penicillin or something, or or whatever destroys an infection. I don't even. I'm like I'm not medical person, but I enjoy all that stuff and it doesn't ruin my enjoyment i mentioned this before i love led zeppelin but i love when someone goes doesn't robert plant sound like baby baby push love me love me do it part of loving something is being able to hate it in the right ways too and point out all of its fallings as well as its great points blah 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 blah. you need to get in the step stool to get Brian's side butthole I feel like my two alter egos when watching Game of Thrones are Phil and Preston. Thank you, Amy Stoneheart. That's why I love to do something with Preston. He would you'd be so annoyed by me. You'd be like, this this kid is way too fucking excited. Fuck this kid. <laughs> I did shave. I'm sorry. It's growing back now. I had a uh, interview of sorts. I needed to shave for. I apologize for that. Fucking uh, the show's changed so much. She didn't have to give her life to bring her back. Uh, what is? What is Arya right now? Mountain, Cersei, Walter Frey. Anybody? I think that is. I think that's three good picks. Uh, Oz. I think. I think those are two decent picks. Here is a message from uh, Mark, and I'm sorry, Mark. I think Mark was the person who tried to tried to uh, call through the uh, through the uh, through the Hangout. I'm sorry. I did not. Uh, I, I clicked off your call without even seeing who it was calling. Phil, how are you and everyone doing? I have a few questions and thoughts, questions for you. I was the guy who asked and spoke about Jamie dying off sometimes this season or next season. After hearing your and everyone else's response, but I think I have this moment changed my mind on that. Uh, but I could be wrong. Who knows? Great point. And thank you, Mark. And I realized I totally talked over the second half of this person's voicemail question.
2: That's wave awesome. last week. Uh, any reason you guys think he doesn't survive this season at all? I'd love to get your thoughts on that great show guys again oh i think this was mark
0: (laughs) i think what i did was played part of mark's call read his comments and then read the played the last half of his call i i personally think jamie survives this season i think jamie i i think i might have said this i was a little buzzed the evening evening but i think jamie maybe is the last lannister standing i know Tyrion probably is Tyrion probably is i don't I think I'll say that I think I maybe said the exact same thing. I'm repeating myself and get fucking fucking hippie activities. I think Jamie is the, the last twin alive. I think he outlives Cersei. Uh, welcome from Scotland. Great to see people. I'd love to see Arya kill Cersei. That'd be amazing. That'd be fucking great shit. Let's see. We've got uh. do 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 do. Oh, my goodness. Okay, let's go over to here. Okay, here we go. Next question. Here, let me put this. Let me put this in the uh, disc pile so I don't get confused later. Let me go over here. Let's listen. Oh, here we got. We got a special message here from somebody. Who could this be from?
3: Hello there, Phil. Good to hear your voice again. I had one question for you, <laughs>
2: rather than Catlin. Becoming Lady Stoneheart. Stoneheart.
0: Stone Again. Butthole.
2: If you thought that
4: Sansa
0: <laughs>
4: might die and <then> come back
0: <laughs>
3: as Lady Stoneheart, fuck, let me know. Sin Raven.
0: <laughs> oh my God! That that Peter Baelish freaks me out. Makes the the hair in the back of my neck. Stand the fuck up. Do I think Sansa might die and she comes back as the Stoneheart type character? No, I I think that's an interesting thought. I think Sansa might die. Um, I don't think she's gonna die in the Battle of the Bastards. I think, I think she is going to live through the end of this season. Uh, maybe I'll do a like a death prediction kind of video type thing at some point. But I don't I don't think Sansa will die at by the end of this season. I think that that story and elements of that story are more likely if any Stark is going to take elements of the Stoneheart type story it's going to be Arya. I actually would love to see Arya and the Hound re-meet up and go around killing and killing phrase or things like that happening. I would be so okay with that. I think Sansa on the show has a far different storyline that's going to get into eventually Her and Jon joshing around for power of Winterfell and King, Queen of the North shit. I don't know. Manipulated by Littlefinger into doing... I don't know. I don't give her tons of credit. Everyone that's been watching this show since the beginning know Sansa and I have some issues. But I see her storyline more going in a direction like that, being manipulated by Littlefinger, going all through that. Stannis Stoneheart is coming episode nine is always a pivotal episode in terms of death thank you amy i i enjoy enjoy it as well it's a good uh good i have a fun change of pace with it sometimes it's uh it's entertaining toman i think toman will definitely die probably rickin too this season is full of dead kids (laughs) amazing name too. fetus exploder says toman will definitely die probably rickin this season is is uh of dead kids uh sansa sansa will probably get through game of thrones alive we'll see you uh, i think you're right about that dark i think you're absolutely right about that the hound was on aria's list she's not anymore Arya and the hound team up would be great again actress Arya's 19 <laughs> uh, let's see it uh notice me god damn it notice me god damn it all right those thoris and Beric on her list as well i don't know hashtag save Ricket. Iron Throne. One of the best people out there. Say a lot of support. No. Oh, sorry, Noreen. It's Lady Sandra. <laughs> I feel that's one of those examples of something I completely missed and didn't realize till I was watching someone like Preston's video. Of uh, someone like since I was watching Preston's video and heard him point that out. I'm like, holy shit, she did say Lady Sandra. Well, people, if anyone doesn't know what I mean, in the last episode when they go to see Lady Mormont, Liana Mormont, and she co- she yells at Sansa. Sansa, Sansa. I'm saying her name so many different times today, and she calls her Lady Sandra. And if you listen to it, maybe it was just kind of an accent thing. But but no matter how many times I listen now, I hear Lady Sandra every time. Oh gosh, everyone's cracking me up in the live chat as always. You guys are freaking awesome, amazing stuff. Thank you so much to everyone that joins joining me this afternoon to uh, to do this feedback show. I'm glad that this. Adventure experiment of these feedback shows on Thursday worked out. Who knows? Next season I might even add a third one of these to the feedback show, our regular show, and then a ranty me, shorter ranty me podcast in the middle of the week, too. Just to start filling up with even more content during Game of Thrones season, or at least maybe in this next week, in between nine and ten. We've got to make every one of those days go shit. Pod Game of Thrones podcast every day. <laughs> between nine and ten. Every day. I don't know. I shouldn't make shouldn't make uh, should make bets. My butthole can't cash. Okay, let's listen to uh, or let's read a question by our buddy Critch. Critch. So uh, we need a feedback show to the feedback show. It says analysis of throats. I know I'm teasing. Yes, says Amy. Rickon is like Edmure. Rickon is the Lord Stark, and Bran will show up. Maybe Rickon is the flayed man we see in the trailers. That's what I'm thinking. D D. We see a frayed dinner scene in the trailer. What if the Blackfish comes in and stages a Red Wedding part two? Your mom says, every day, Pod, we need a Podrick Payne cast. Yes, we do. Or maybe, I don't know, I'm just kind of talking on my ass here. Maybe do something like, I think Monday, I maybe already said this, and I know they've announced it before, um, and there's a question about him later, In the someone re- refers to him later in one of the questions, but I'm going to be on Monday evening with... Uh, with Acton and mark from from enchantment of eternity on their weekly cast on monday and then maybe tuesday wednesday thursday friday and i'll take saturday off maybe all those days we'll do something even if it's like a 20 minute cast or something just to kind of make those fucking days go by i don't know i'll, I'll work into the logistics of it. i'll talk more about that on sunday okay so here's critch's question Will I ever get over the absolute crashing bad Aria storyline? Great episode seven, misdirection, turned out to be stupid, unjustified behavior. Turns out she really got stabbed three times. Good things they were soup. All this setup over two seasons for the boss fight with the waif just went poof. Can I just move on? No, I can't. Pod butthole, yes. Yes, oh my gosh. Um, to to answer that question to answer that question. Or with the whole Arya situation, I agree. I think the one thing that if I want to correct one of my points that I made in the other night that I was angry about was the fact that us not seeing the Waif and Aria fight, I think again was just an editing thing. The shot should have lingered along a little bit longer on the scene to add a little bit more tension to it. Maybe that's just a fucking nitpicky fucking poop head thing that I'm doing right there but it was more because we got the two other blue ball moments in the episode yeah we get to see the mountain rip someone's head off am I sadistic enough that I want to see the visual I don't want to just see the behind see everyone's reactions to it and the way the blackfish went out kind of bothered me and put me in a hot bed of anger of in another thing we don't see oh my god but ultimately I think there was ways to have done that with the lights go off and we hear something. Joe might have said this in the recap. A scuffle of some sort and then we flash over to it. I just felt like for me there wasn't any tension because there was not a far fucking second that I think Arya was in danger because if she was in danger it would have been when she was running and jumping and going crazy through the streets (laughs) with the Terminator thing. It's 9 a.m. You're in Phil Fairplay. I I don't think I get that excited before 11. Uh, For some reason. Oh yes. For that other podcast. Uh, they're not going to show Arya kill another girl intentionally. Stable boy, that was an accident. Good point, Drew Chronic. Drew some people could, I've also heard it argued that's why they took out some of the aspects of her list and the fact that she used to just put people on her list because they pissed her off, not because they did horrible things to her family necessarily von uh, I have to say a huge thank you to Ulrich for, uh, for the donation Really appreciate that Also to uh, Kent Critch uh, and uh, just being Nosy, Sam K, Pete's Live Music Michael T, Bill D Some of our recent uh, donators You guys have been fucking amazing Really appreciate all that support So here we go So Phil, it will all Will be linked to all those podcasts uh, it, it will be a link to all those podcasts On this video later <laughs> Oh, the crazy fucking uh, podcast every day thing. <laughs> it's prediction. Jamie will turn the turn on the phrase during their celebration and taking back the twins. He tells Walter the Starks give them regards. Oh, that that would be wonderful. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, what's that sound? Do I hear a sound? I think I think I hear. Yep. Yeah, the here we go. We got we got someone joining us in a little bit. I'm gonna mute him for now, but we do have a guest jumping in the control room for right now. Uh, bringing in our good buddy since uh since Joe couldn't be with us today bring in a guest here on our on our feedback show he was awesome last week so I figured why not bring him back today and uh here he is the one and only walking David hey David thank you for stepping in today appreciate it buddy I cannot hear you right now I want to make sure it's not on my end I have uh, a it might be. It might be on my end. Give me one second, David. Okay. Well, now let's see. Uh, I can, yeah, I cannot hear David. I cannot hear David right now. So let me uh, see if he can p- fuck with his shit for a second here, and I'll uh, and I'll babble for a second, and then we'll see when we can hear David. So uh, so here we go. Not sure how. Uh, this is a question from Rolane. And she says, hello, Joe, Katie, Phil, energetic recap per always. Not sure how I feel about this episode. I certainly have mixed feelings with my negative thoughts leaning towards the whole Aria storyline in season arc. I guess it's safe to say that this season's episode eight didn't quite measure up to past episode eights. I'm very curious to know if you have heard the latest tinfoil theory regarding the High Sparrow. Just heard it myself and find it rather fascinating. If you recall, the Lannisters are famous for a few things, including the destruction of a particular house, House Rain, the Reigns of Castmere. According to the theorist, the High Sparrow is the lone survivor of House Rain who's been plotting the destruction, on the, rune- and the, rune- the destruction of House Lannister for years. Since we all seem to agree that the High Sparrow is up to something, this disguise and role seem plausible, even if it's far fetched. What do you think? Okay, I think that's a better theory than the whole he's he's Holland Reed thing. I still think the high sparrow is kind of what he seems, and just a crazy friggin zealot of some sort that's worked his way up. I think David made a great, great case for what they are last week in his in our discussion. I think that. I think this might be a little bit more of people trying to create more where there isn't more. Granted, you can run the tape back. Phil's fucking wrong. He's fucking wrong today. He's fucking wrong every day. So I, maybe he is. I like that a hell of a lot better than the Holland-Reed theory that he's this, that he's that. But I, I, I don't put a lot of credence to that. It's a, it's, it's a good theory, though. If that was the case, I, it's certainly possible— that he it makes sense. I, it would it would be a lot of pre planning in the sense of understanding that Cersei would do what she did, where she where she kind of made the effort to put him in charge. It would it's giving him even more credit in the sense of something I think was her stupid idea from the start. But again, I could be could be completely wrong. That's just my take on it see uh, D- I think David's fucking with his microphone and stuff if you haven't already th- the selection up above that's that's uh, the settings reselect your microphone that sometimes that works to uh, shock the system N- not in the mute on the uh, the one where the like oh, with the, the little gear symbol if you click on it it'll give you like microphone options and all that sort of stuff so let's see if that works. Corey says, I'm confused on the Arya plot as to what purpose did Bravo serve. No, seriously, what actual goal there? Was it to strengthen her, enhance her for sweeping floors? I think it was to make her a killing machine, maybe? There, uh, Analysis of Thrones says, there were no survivors of the Reigns. There was one potential survivor of the Reign Tarbeck Rebellion, and there's a three-year-old Lord Tarbeck Hall who might have made it to Essos and is a bard. I love that information. Love it. What about now? Now you're good. You're good, David. Yes. Yeah, we got David here. David, how are you? Thank you for jumping in today. Uh, I think Joe is uh, still a slumbering baby in the uh, in his in his bed bed crying with his uh, thumb. He knew I'd be talking about Jamie today, and he's uh, he's afraid of the Jamie debate today. So so thank you for thank you for joining us, walking David. I think absolutely. Everybody, everybody loves The Walking David. Lots of hearts and flowers going to The uh, the Walking David. A lot of great stuff. The fans would write a better show than did. Dave says uh, Tom himself, harumph on the Arya storyline. D says, I think Arya had been to become no one to realize she is and will always be Arya Stark, no matter how much she tries to run away from it. Yeah, I mean, I, I buy that. I think that's, I think they could have accomplished that. And they sort of, could have accomplished that in slightly different ways, and didn't have to take her out of the storyline for as much as they took her out of the storyline. But I think it did definitely did accomplish that. So smoking game every time Dave uh, t- every time David does a little finger take a puff on the magic dragon.
5: <laughs> so oh, you better get started.
0: Yeah. Uh, d- so David, though, I have a I have another message here. Um, this is from somebody. I don't know who this is. Let's let's play this message first before we go any further here.
5: This is this is news to me.
0: Here we go. It's a message from somebody.
2: Hello, Phil and Joe. Jesse Ventura here. I was just wondering if you uh, you uh maybe thought that since Bran was marked by the Night's King, if he was going to be the key to the White Walkers getting past the wall. Oh, yeah. And hey, just remember, red magic isn't hot enough to melt steel beams. I mean, a wall of ice. I think it might have been an inside job. How come when I say that, No one north of the Riverlands looks me in the eye,
1: huh? (laughs) Uh, Look,
2: I'm not saying anything, but I'm just asking questions. How come you're not allowed to ask questions? Jesse, Jesse. Well, everyone
0: asks. Everyone's a critical thinker, Jesse. Anyways, that was my question
2: to you, Phil.
0: I think think that's potentially where it's going to go with that. I don't – but I think we may not see the – conclusion of that or the other side of that till next season i'm not positive we're going to see any more white walker stuff for the remainder of the season i think they may leave it off where we leave it off brand gets to the wall and concludes his season arc and we see the tower of joy flashback and all of that but i don't think we're gonna get any more progression with the white walker thing i, I want to be wrong but i, I think
5: right. david i think they might i think they might actually show like you know like the knight's king it's the Knights King, right? Yep. I keep thinking the White King or the Knights <laughs> King, but um, <laughs> either one works, I guess. But the Knights King. Uh, I have a feeling they're just going to show him doing that like stare thing, like looking at the wall and that's going to be where they end the scene. Ooh,
0: I, I, like, I like that one too, David. Uh, a couple of people in the chat were saying that they think that the wall might come down in episode 10. I was thinking that for a while, but for some reason I feel like they, maybe they would go back to the wall at least one more time before then. If we, st- if we see a moment, and I'm, this is going to be the dumbest thing I've said in probably five minutes, but this is going to be a really dumb thing I'm about to say. If we see Ed in... And uh John and Ed talking in previews from before episode 10, where it's like where, you know, scenes from last week. John, uh, don't don't break down the wall, Ed. Okay, John, if we see that, then the wall's definitely coming down in episode <laughs> 10. I know that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen said in my life. But I just think that's gonna that's gonna be a early next season thing to let us know shit is on. That's gonna be one of the first things we're gonna see next year, is my intention. But I think you may be right, David. We might the be- the, I think the last thing we see this season, this is just my personal thought, is Danny setting sail for Westeros. I think, or her finally oh making the decision, finally Jesus going with
5: the Danny stuff. I'm going back now, David. What? Did, did you like her Indiana Jones like entrance when she just like? Bah, bah, oh bah, God! Like, I want
0: to. I want to know where she stopped at the hair salon, David. I, that's what I want to know. I need to know. Yeah. Wh-
5: Okay. It's immune. It's immune to wind and fire. That that's what it is.
0: Yeah, um, everything, everything. KLC, welcome KLC. And no, you're not late. Pick a destiny. You're just in time. Just in fucking time. Uh, where is it? Good thing Arya's Arya is not aria Hoda. The big dude couldn't take a small dagger in the back. Someone again. That's another Preston thing. He's in this video. This guy single. How do you feel about a one dagger shot killing you? uh Killing you, aria Hoda. Ow, oh, I'm dead. Ow, oh, I'm dead. And how do you feel about it, Arya? Rob Stark. Oh. I'm I don't feel good about it. How do you feel? So great. Yeah. Baby, da- baby face is back fan blowing. face Danny better use those fucking sheets. Sh- uh, those sheets, ships, ironborn fleet in the Harpy ships. If she doesn't torch them, the season has actually turned out to be a huge disappointment. Like the best stuff is slightly bit above average. It will end with Danny says Ahmed. I think it will end with Danny. It always ends with fucking Danny. They always, <laughs> end. they always end it with Danny. Oh, that's a good point. Your mom says Drogan's the hairstylist when he's not eating.
5: So- yeah. Well, it's like with Danny it's always like they they never end on Danny. They always end on a dragon making a roar or something. I can't <roar>. do it. <laughs> I try.
0: Roar. Yeah, you're right. It, it ends on that final roar. Ro- the roar to the camera. <laughs> and, the, yeah. and the dragons are going to fly off the camera. My thing is I do think in the next the next episode someone asked us in a question that I got in a text message, "Do you think the next episode is going to be all On the all at Winterfell, or do you think it's gonna be split in different locations? I think it's gonna be split between Marine and Winterfell. It seems like they ended the episode with the whole Danny thing and her showing back up. They're probably going to continue into that in the next episode, and we're going to see the two battles back and forth with Danny. I think next episode we're going to see the three dragons together for the first time. I think they're going to, we're going to see drogan flying above. We're going to see the dragons meeting the dragons, and all three of them going around and burning all those ships. And at the same time, the Greyjoy fleet is going to show up with Yara and Theon. Like, hi, don't. Don't burn us. We're on your side. And they're gonna kill them. And it, they're gonna sandwich them. And 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 then Danny's gonna make friends. And yada yada yada. I
5: think. Sorry, I'm gonna yawn. Um, it's okay. I think I'm though, not boring. That, I uh, yeah, I <laughs> yawn all the time because uh, I get bored with myself easy. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think that Danny. I, I don't know if they'll do this, but maybe the only thing that can like kill Danny that's fire-related is the fire from her own dragons. Um, just because the same magic that, I guess, was initiated during their birth could be the same thing that ends up killing Daenerys. Because, keep in mind, it's never her dragon's fires that she's standing in and walking through. It's fires that she set. <laughs> like, it's, it's a pyre, or it's a building that she just put a bunch of oil in. But I have a feeling that some of her dragons, like those two that she locked up, might come back and uh, set her alight, as the British would say.
0: (laughs) I would love to see that. I hope uh, uh, Tony Stark flies in the last minute to save the day. Tony Stark's in here. Uh, Ghost works at Bed Bath & Beyond part-time. That's why you don't see him. Uh, How do the dragons cross the sea? They fly the whole way, or is there... Or they can fly the whole way, I believe. Agree, Phil, about uh, your mom. Uh, Danny meeting Theon and Asha is going to be interesting. Is it me or do they seem like they're running out of money? I think it more seems like that they're top-loading the end of the season. That they must be some big shit coming in these last episodes. Like huge fleet, three dragons fighting, uh, huge explosions. Shit needs to be going crazy down in episodes 9 and 10. Because it seems like maybe they have been cutting costs a little bit here and there and trying to... Uh, bank but i don't know i'm making that up i don't know
5: i'm thinking i'm thinking the the opposite honestly i think they have so much money they're trying to think about how they can use that for cheesy like special effects and kind of uh destruction disaster porn as opposed to in the (laughs) first couple of seasons they had to focus on the storyline because they didn't have as much money yeah um I, I, think that, I think that's what it is. I think
0: it's a good point you make, David. It's like when a musicians or a band works really hard and they're struggling and they make a really good record. Then suddenly they're living the rock star lifestyle. They try to make a record and it all sounds like watered down crap because they're too comfortable doing it. So I yeah. so and I don't think this shows watered down crap. I just think that it's it's a easy thing for a creator. Once you start feeling comfortable or have too much money, not enough people over your shoulder, too much autonomy, not. stage where the band's getting ready to break up they don't want to play together anymore but they but they have to because of whatever reason uh so hello everybody in the chat too much stuff not enough space uh great stuff in the chat right now john stops fighting contemplates life after death that's a raped land eaten by hounds one one slips and falls on ghost rims he eats a sausage in front of torment the end uh fucking crazy stuff in the chat right now you guys are fucking amazing in the live chat. So here we go. Let's get to a, our next question. This is from our buddy, Steve. Great to, great to hear from you, Steve. Great show Steve. this week, Phil. Thanks for reading my email last week. Tons of controversy with the no one this week. Crazy fun. I liked it. But they could have done a better job with Arya. They got uh, the money on the line in the end because they want her back in Westeros. Great point. I can just, We can just leave that as an excellent point. Okay, here we go. Let's get into, I'm trying to find some non-ARIA questions right now. Great recap. Really enjoyed it. This is from SSLB. Question. Is it fair to assume no one in King's Landing knows that Jaime ended the Riverrun siege with no conflict? So can Jaime make it back to King's Landing before the trial? And will the army he commands ultimately follow him because he basically ended a huge conflict without bloodshed, thus earning the respect of his men? Also, since Jaime goes back to the kill mode whenever he's around Cersei, he'll try to kill everyone next. Um, I think no one probably knows... Quite yet, maybe in between episodes, they'll find out the information when the Raven gets sent or something like that. I'm sure Jamie probably sent a raven to Cersei and to everybody to let them know what happened. I think the soldiers are loyal to Jamie anyway because ultimately he's the he is the lord now of Castle Rock, or I think he should be. I think it's within mm-hmm. – because he's no longer Kingsguard. He's been – and with Tywin gone, now he officially becomes the Lord and the head of House Lannister. People in the chat can correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but uh, David?
5: Well, that, I think that that's an interesting point that you're bringing up because keep in mind, if something were to happen to Tommen, Jamie would be next in line. So it's uh, just because Kevin, the uncle, that's not what it is. Jamie is technically above, I think, Kevin Lannister as terms of secession of the throne. hmm um, as long as nobody, assuming nobody finds out that, uh, you know, he was the father of <laughs> Joffrey and Toman I think, along the way. But I,
0: I think even, even with that, he'd be in more trouble with everybody else. I think still he'd be a creepy Lannister, but I still think he'd be the head of house Lannister. <laughs> If, even if he yeah. was, even if he was in that situation, I mean, he would be even less respect. I mean, it, it's almost like in the show, it's common knowledge anyway. Oh, we've got a live caller right now, so let's take this caller. Area code four seven zero. Someone in the the in the Twitterverse, uh, one of our friends, like said, Phil, I love your love your show, love the calls, but please, 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 ask the callers when you bring them on the on the air. Caller, what's your name? Where you're from?
6: <laughs> My name is uh, Nori. And I'm from New York, actually, originally.
0: Awesome. What is your question and or comment?
6: Um, well, I have, like, two rants.
0: Do it. Rant rant away. I'm going to lean back. Yes. I'm, I'm giving you the show. The show is yours. Rant, rant away. It's your show.
6: Okay. My one rant has been, everybody's been, like, talking about Arya's storyline, but my biggest pet peeve right now is any storyline. Because... Danny is like Danny ex machina. Anything <laughs> great that can happen happens to her. It's like there's no consequences for her actions. And I was really hoping for that this season, and it didn't happen this season. <laughs>
0: they, they so could like, they could have i'm sorry i'm i can't i can't let you take over the show i agree with you they could have done it too and, and again i talked about this a lot pre-season are they going to give danny diarrhea Are they're going to make her wipe all this shit that they could have brought her really down and showed her the error of being of all of her arrogance and they didn't do it they just made her have more magic powers and do whatever she wants
5: she needs a she needs a cunt punt like Brienne. <laughs>
0: sorry sorry caller go keep going i'm sorry Hello. Hello. Oh, sorry. I ended up, we ended up losing Hello? you there for a second. I thought you hung up on I me. Mean, you're like, fuck this guy. He told me I was going to let him talk. I'm hanging <laughs> up on his ass. No, keep keep going, Carl. Sorry about that.
6: <laughs> no, it's totally cool. Um, the other thing uh, that I had a problem with was Tyrion's storyline. We know Tyrion is like a masterminder, and even in season two, he was kind of manipulating events. And even in four and five, he was doing more. But this season, he's like doing absolutely nothing, and it's really bothering (laughs) me. So do you think that they're going to have Tyrion do anything of interest like, before the end to say, okay, we haven't forgot about about him as a character.
0: Great stuff. People calling you Noreen the Issues Girl. Great great stuff, Noreen. I, to, and to answer your question, I'd say that I think the point of Tyrion this season is to show how his tactics don't work everywhere in the world all the time. And, I, and kind of, at least that's what I'm trying to go Other than them just to say that the point is that they don't really have anything to do with him. So it's like Tyrion, do stuff. Do stuff here. Be funny here. Do stuff here. I think the most important thing he did this season and the only point for everything he did this season ultimately is going to be the fact that he unlocked those two dragons. I think that was the important moment he did. I feel like maybe they could have, and again, I hate doing this rewriting bullshit, but. But whatever, for Phil splaining Ultimately, I they could have they could have tried to do something where the storyline with him and the dragons was a little bit more plotted out. Instead of the all these scenes with him and Masande and Grey Worm shoot me in the side of the head, yeah, okay. they could have had more scenes with him going down and talking to the dragons and him interacting with the dragons and having showing them feel more comfortable with him, not because of fucking Targaryen bullshit, just because Tyrion is charming. Dragons are smart, so you want Tyrion to make jokes, you want him to do this, that, have him do it with the dragons. You can have Peter Dinklage monologue his ass off with two fucking creatures that don't talk. You can save someone on the CG because you just see the heads and then it gives him more stuff to do to actually be a father to those dragons in a way that Daenerys was never a mother.
5: I yeah, that was great. Um and also <laughs> that really was you kind of said it at the very end there wrapped up the point nice but um, I know that people have said this before and people have called in and talked about it, but I'll do a Joe style rant. Um, cut it out with the gray worm, Masande fucking scenes. They are the biggest waste of time ever. Like, have you, has there not been a scene with Tyrion talking to those two fuckheads that you haven't wanted to just fast forward through? Cause you know, they're not going to say anything of any importance and gray worm, this, you know, dickless general, he's, uh, He's just like, when we're out on patrol, I don't drink out on patrol. I don't joke while on patrol. You know, it's like, I don't give a fuck about your patrol. And guess what? We've never seen you on fucking patrol. Never seen you on patrol. What the fuck are you doing? Why are you sitting in that room? Nobody even gives two shits about you. Fuck you. It, fuck you. No. If you're
0: not going to show us, and this is in honor of our buddy, fucking uh, Devin in the house. If you don't show us Masande side, but Masande side butthole or get the fuck out.
5: Yeah. Well also really with the Masande shit, we couldn't have just hit her over the head with a rock already. <laughs> I mean like once she was just like, Hey, she, she speaks Valerian. That should have been the end of fucking Masande. It should have been like, oh yeah, Danny doesn't need a fucking translator. Let's cut that budget out <laughs> and put it towards somebody else who fucking talks in the show. Ooh. You know, like,
0: Ooh,
3: oh,
5: I'm sorry,
0: wonderful. I'm sorry. Just reading the reading the live chat. We got our buddy Eric Nolan, who I cannot wait to hopefully see in the next episode in the Battle of the Bastards in the. Out there, fucking with his wildling friends, fucking killing some fucking boltons, you motherfucker. People say beyond agree, David. They're so damn annoying. Annoying. Uh, you are welcome, Devin. Uh, Masande, I need a bath in the river. Every other episode is so to keep her interesting. David, tell us how you really feel. David, you should do your little <laughs> finger voice all the time. Side yeah. queef. Someone else uh, on Twitter wanted me to tell you how awesome your voice was, and you should ne- you should never talk in your normal voice. But but I love your normal voice too, David
5: oh all right oh thank you thank you very much everybody uh it's a pleasure to be here um but uh also does this not bother you phil i don't know if if it's just me being a uh you know picky about it um why do they do they just stop using budget on Tyrion's fucking hair do they just go he's not blonde anymore you guys you know i don't want to do it uh it takes a lot of fucking time uh you know like shit you know he's here and i forgot and i woke up late you know like What's the fucking excuse behind that? I mean, before you know it, he's just going to be doing this, Phil. He's going to be walking in to rooms with just like a redhead. <laughs> Here room. comes I'm David like, oh, what? Into- these Dragons. They need some we need to get these dragons, you know, like <laughs>
0: No, I hear you. I hear you, man. They kind of just they they stop giving a shit about that. That changes in season four, as they say. David is David. You're handsome. Who cares? Oh, the, oh my God! laughing my ass <laughs> off. They should have a threesome. With Tyrion, Tyrion, Masande, and Masande. They should clone Masande. Actually, do we ever get the answer to the pillar in the stones question? Inquiring minds need to know. Tyrion spending all of his time in that pyramid. Not good for his blonde streaks. They change his hair in season four. David, we've got another call. Yeah. <laughs> we've got another caller. So let's take area code nine eight five. Nine eight five. Who are you, and what is your, and where are you from?
7: Oh, hey, uh, Joe, love the show. But uh, uh, I go by Ned. It's kind of a nickname that I caught on, and I'm from all the way here down south in Louisiana, of all places. But good to. I h- have a question of, uh, or just a comment of the Danny, and you know, if she gets to Westeros, saying, let's say she goes over to Westeros eventually. Do you think all the time that she has spent in Marine and around these people – because the only – she's only – she has no knowledge of Westeros. She's The closest she's ever been to Westeros is Dragonstone, and she was a baby. And all the people she has around her are not from Westeros, and they don't understand Westeros besides Barris and Selmy and Jorah Mormont and Tyrion, who all three of these individuals are not the people of Westeros. They have been privileged people. They are – famous people in West and You know, when you bring something like Dothraki over to a country that's very civil and is already, you know, very tired from war and obviously you have people that are rapers and pillagers and she already has this, from her brother, she has this uh, facade in her head that people want another target, want the Targaryens back. They want a Targaryen restoration Is that something you, I mean, is she going to have, you know, this kind of slap in the face when she gets there? People Mm -hmm. don't want a Targaryen after what Ares did, after he is this king who burns women and children alive because it's pleasing to him. And that's all they see, you know, she's coming with fire and blood and that's not something that people like to hear.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I, I think ultimately, good good question. I think when she shows up in the ground with a bunch of hoarding fucking crazy motherfucking Dothraki, people aren't necessarily going to be happy to see her. I think that's where Varys and Tyrion come into play We're trying to get other houses to get on her side. But what is she going to do with those Dothraki and Westeros after she's done conquering? I mean, does she have a plan? Is there a plan? No, she doesn't
5: know anything. <laughs> like, she's not a ruler. She... she has learned fucking nothing. Like she's learned nothing. Danny just show those Tyrion is a, a person who she claimed was her sworn enemy. After about five minutes of simple discussion is because Tyrion could easily outsmart her and convince her not to do it. She's not really a woman of her convictions as much as she claims she is. She's completely conflicted. But this is a kid who's just like, I want Westeros! No. And everyone's like, you can't have Westeros not until you're older and you know how to you know what it means to own a Westeros, and she's just like, "But I want it now." She's,
0: and Ver- like- she's Veruca Salt. She's like, "But Dad, but Daddy, yeah. I want it
5: now. I yeah, want the world." You know, blow her up into a ball and roll her off the fucking show. Yeah, um,
0: I think that, I think they need someone needs to do the uh, the Veruca Salt. I want it, the world. I want the whole world with with Daenerys uh, dancing. Someone someone needs to make that video now. Uh, oh my
4: God, <laughs> Danny she's, doesn't.
0: She's Danny doesn't use her brain; she just uses her fucking uh, her her boobs and her magic powers. LOL, David. Danny is so one dimensional and boring to watch. Noreen says a thousand percent yes, David. She knows nothing like Jon Snow. Dothrakis can have <laughs> do- Dorne. What a good reference, Phil. I want I want a bean fest. I want another pony. I want a pony now, Dad. <laughs> Give it to oh, me. Jesus. So here we got a good we got a question a text from our good friend Sam in uh, one of the FOP. Sam, hey Phil. Short, Yes, Sam. Uh, Phil love you're doing these recap shows especially considering I can't stay up as late on the Sunday cast when I'm with my clerkship. Two questions, one random, one not so random. Who is that dangling from your mic? Uh which one? This this one dangling from my mic. Uh, that is Dr. McCoy from Star Trek, uh, DeForest Kelly, Game of Bones right there, Game of Thrones, and or this this is of course is Goofy, but yeah, this is uh Dr. McCoy. <laughs> Damn it, damn it, Sam! I'm a podcaster, not an artist. And <laughs> and number two is Varys is going off on a mission, and he was filmed in Spain with Elena. Hmm, does this mean that they are both in Dorne? If if why would that be? If they were, he could be going to Dorne. They could have also filmed High Garden scenes in Spain, possibly. That's very interesting. Maybe she's going down to Dorne to. Uh, maybe Elena's going down to Dorne to form an alliance with the Sand Snakes just against Cersei or against, let's finish off the Lannister line. Let's kill all Lannisters or something like that. They're going
5: on patrol.
0: They go, maybe they're going, patrol. maybe they're going on, maybe they're going on patrol.
5: Dorn on patrol.
0: <laughs> so here we go. Let's take, oh, we got a text message from Toronto, Canada. Hey, Phil, I called, but my voicemail didn't finish, so don't play it. Uh. I'll try not to play it. Can't don't make any promises. If I, <laughs> I, I David says that all the time. Don't play that, Phil. I'm like, oh shit. Sorry, I played it. I called. Oh, did you really? Oh fuck. I know. I'm, I'm such an <laughs> asshole. But I called. <laughs> I'm the biggest asshole, dude. But I called. My voicemail didn't finish, so I so don't play it. I was wondering where do you think that the Arya story connects with next? Are you when do you expect to see her in the next two episodes or postpone her story till next time? I think well, wherever she ends up. We'll see her in episode episode 10. I don't think we'll see her at all in the next episode. She will pop up somewhere in Westeros in episode 10. She will just, we'll, we'll see her on Westeros soil, if not doing some fucking killing and maiming of some people we hate. Welcome morning, Maya. It's just to see you. Great to see all of our good friends in the live motherfucking chat. Uh, Veruca Salt was also a 90s band, someone said. Oh, here's, I see the voicemail you left. You told me not to play. I am not playing it. Now, here we go. Phil, love your show. So so entertaining. Angel. And uh, Angel, Angel, do you want to call Angel? Angel, is this a, will you call me? So I'm going to try calling Angel in New Jersey. Should we do this, David?
5: Yeah, do it.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. I don't know if it's Jersey.
5: Oh, wait. Oh, fucking angel. No,
0: this isn't working. This isn't working, David. You see what oh. you did? This is your fucking fault, David. You told me to do it. No, <laughs> no when I play this next You voice... know what?
5: You know what? And play that voicemail. <laughs>
0: Fine. I'll play this voicemail, asshole. Fuck it. No, uh, this yeah, fuck is... you. Fuck you. This is a voicemail from SM Down J. So all of our friends drink. So here we go. Let's listen to SM's voicemail. Who reminded me to make sure I play his whole voicemail? So here we go.
1: All right, hey, uh, I got a couple of messages for you. Um, do you think in a do you think that Peter Baelish would win a game of faces against like Jock and Hagar or the uh, or the way for the other faceless men if there are any? <laughs> That's just a what if question. Um, let me go over here. Wait, wait. Let me. I want to pause in, your pause Rufus your what if question. Then.
0: I think he would be awesome with the on the line game. You'd be exceptional in that game.
1: And ask yourself, how would you feel if Jamie had dropped Joffrey, Tommen, or Ollie off or, off of or out of a window or off of off of building or something? I bet you are would have been cheering for it. Uh, Tommen dies before Cersei because of you know stupid prophecy and shit. But I'll be happy when that happens. Um, and and uh, to to just defend the Arya getting sewn up by a random woman in Braavos, the first thing we see in, in Game of Thrones is Arya and Sansa learning to sew. So I just think that's something that women learned from, like, the time when they could talk and stuff, just like how Jamie, like uh, like, picked up a sword or whatever as soon as he could walk and start learning how to use it. I just think in this time that that's what women learned first no matter what they were going to do in life, they learned how to sew. Um, yeah, that was it.
0: And that's SM's points. Thanks for your calls as always, buddy. Um, I think <laughs> I love your Jamie support on all costs. Uh, that's very very interesting stuff. Let's archive that. And let's go over, let's play. I think I already played this, this message right here. So let me archive that as well. <clears throat> oh, great to see you, Disco Potato. Love that fucking name, Disco Potato. Send Danny the best fighters in the first runs on ships, take secure landing spot, and then make a couple more trips and get the rest of the army inside Gilly. Uh, Jamie Lannister, the things I do for side butthole. Great Worm does not sew. Days in Dorne with the best bad pussy. Epic! Okay, so question. It's fair to assume that no one in King's Landing knows about you. Okay, next question. This is also from SSLB. Maybe I missed something, some background, but, let me go over here, okay, maybe I missed some background, but if Cersei is found guilty, doesn't that bring into doubt who Tommen's father is and which could be a big problem, how Cersei could have a crazy moment and just drop the mic on herself? That's an interesting point. I think, ultimately, how it's going to end, I think because this is where we're going to see the... Side buttholeness of the High Sparrow, the, the manipulative, evil, dark side of the High Sparrow in the sense that he's going to manipulate this case to find Cersei not guilty of having sex with her brother, but guilty of killing the king. And ultimately, because he will not devalue Tommen's power because of or maybe he will at that point cuz he's already in a position of power so once he gets everything he needs for him like put him in this position he's gotten everything he needs from Tommen at this point Cersei's going up so he may just say fuck it at this point and just and just say the crown is too the crown is too disgusting the whole crown needs to be destroyed Tommen may have believed in me but he was stupid to do it so was Marjorie my real goal here is to burn all of this down because these are all fucking like some crazy, ridiculous, ooh, 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 like just go all fucking monkey ass, crazy, fucking high sparrow here and uh, be like Donkey Kong. Don't take my bananas. Don't take my bananas. And <laughs> and play bongos with everyone. <laughs> On everyone's head here. Fuck the High Sparrow. He's such a shitty heel. Uh, so I think maybe it's gonna go in that direction. So he might be bringing Tommen down too, and just doesn't give a fuck. David, what, David, do you do you think that the High Sparrow is gives a shit if Tommen gets found out to be a bastard at this point?
5: Um, man, I have a feeling that that's gonna come to fruition. Uh, I think that might be something that to save his to save this character's ass. I think Lancel uh will end up because we also we also don't know what Lancel said. Yes.
2: Yeah. You know?
5: So we, we need to keep in mind, like, you know, Cersei might have confessed something thinking that Lancel had already said it and he didn't. And it's like he might be saving some very key elements um to whatever his story is. But um I I don't know. I What was the question again? (laughs) I
0: know. No, we have a better question. Dark something says question. Okay, hear me out. Hear my theory, Phil. Dwarf cock brings luck, and Danny is the luckiest character ever. Coincidence? And I think you're on to something here. I think that's the best theory I've heard all day. Eric Nolan bringing up a point we were talking about earlier. Phil and David, I have a two part question. So, were the Rain family completely destroyed? Do you think the High Sparrow may be a long lost Rain? And is that why he's looking to destroy the Lannisters? We said that it's definitely a possibility, very interesting. But I do not think that's the case. I think the Rains are completely wiped out. If not, someone in the chat mentioned there might be one member of the Rain family somewhere in, uh, I think it was Bravos, maybe in an acting troupe or something
5: like that man like you it is we'll possible him. Him. I mean, he's got he's got white hair just like a targaryen would
0: oh maybe he's a targaryen oh. saying,
5: huh? <laughs> or he's 90 or whatever reason <laughs> you know uh you got to love the conspiracy
0: tommen will likely die by cersei's hand she'll try to burn everyone her plan will back right burn tommen that Cer- cersei dies profit danny's going to die in the end you'll see her journey but never make it to the throne my prediction i hope where did my beard go goren- it just fell out of my... got fucking scared of my face. It's like, Phil, you're a fucking... I gotta run from your fucking face. That's what happened. High Sparrow equals Stannis, says Dart something. The badger boy. Gendry comes through the door with a tattoo those days. Not a rain. Lord Tarbeck maybe, says Analysis of Thrones. Tarbeck's rebelled with the uh, rain. So that's certainly a possibility, Eric. I think that would be really cool. I'm not a big proponent of that. I think the High Sparrow is what he seems to be in just a fucking crazy fucking person because these fucking zealot freaks are fucking exist in the real world too. fucking crazy fucks like this and I think he's just a reflection of of that
5: do you do you think sorry do you think (laughs) Phil that um, that that line when when Varys and Littlefinger are having that discussion they focused on it so much like and this is back in season one where Mm -hmm. he's like and what happens when we abandon the lie chaos a sinking pit to swallow us all you know, and that whole thing. Uh, I love when you passively
0: do uh, t- t- do accents when you're not. You don't want to full out do it, so you're just like you just. But you can't. Ju- but you can't just say the words. You have to do the act because they're inside you. That these people that are alive inside you. But keep
5: going. Chaos is a pit. It's a ladder. Okay. Um, oh, that means someone has to smoke some weed. Yeah, do uh, it somewhere.
0: Do it. Excuse me. Technical or- difficulties. Keep going.
5: <laughs> but. Um, I think that that's going to be like a really important C because he goes, you know, um, it's the thousand blades of Aerys Targaryen, you know, that we tell ourselves until we, you know, I can't remember the line, but until we find out that, that it's a lie. Um, And he's like, well, what happens when we abandon the lie? Do you think that in like season seven, they're going to start abandoning the lie and kind of going like, revealing all those things like, hey, these kids are bastards, hey, this kid, you know, these guys obviously have slept together because these kids are their bastards. Um, And then there's just going to be no one to take the throne. Um, And they're just hoping that King's Landing will be ruled by no king at all, and it'll just go into complete utter chaos, and then it'll destroy itself. Um, Kind of like, you know... Starting a black hole in the center of town and just watching the whole town get sucked in and destroy itself.
0: <laughs> no, great, great, great stuff, David. Someone in the ch- I'm getting distracted by the chat. A one eight hundred Drew. Did you leave a voicemail? I'm not sure if I have it yet or I got it. If if I did get it, I played it already. I I have uh all the voicemails are cleared off the deck. Oh, I think they might have been saying you were the guy from the voicemail. Yes, David is the guy who does the uh who I gonna mean, no wait I don't know what I'm talking about. No, that's Littlefinger calling but yes yes in fact this is david who does a lot of the voicemail voices that you hear not all someone uh some wait not all trademark uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trademark david tracy uh the ultimately uh the uh, the guy who did ramsey last week is somebody somebody different that uh that was uh great great voice great voicemail Tra- stuff
5: traditions are important reek
0: no do my voicemail my bad oh okay okay so uh so here we go. I so yes, I don't know. Uh, hashtag <laughs> hashtag not all. Phil, are you gonna do any of the FOP questions? You mean the ones that were in the in the chat room or in the the Game of Thrones feedback room? Yes, I am. First one I have them on the on the list. Get on the list. Do you think this show will give us some mystery in the last two episodes? It feels like so far everything's been exactly as it seems, asks Amy. I think there has to be. There'll be some sort of some sort of different some sort of twist of some sort that happens that and I think it's the mystery is going to become I think it's going to piss everybody off what the mystery is because I think it's going to be not as big of a reveal as for the John's parents Tower of Joy stuff I think it's going to be within that thank you Eric
5: someone told me to say play oh. with their hours
0: <laughs> no 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 uh drew i drew i drew i i get i get it now there's no confusion it makes for fun stuff me trying to read alone is funny and then me trying to understand stuff is funny david i might have you uh record the a vo- a message so i can leave it as my voicemail for the call number you've reached the issues guy Hot.
5: oh that would be great so, leave a raven yeah leave a raven
0: with your message so yes that's an excellent point Drew. we can,
5: uh, we can arrange to have yeah, you that, carried
0: yes, that can happen that could happen John and Mira twins, yay! Do you guys think we'll get a spin-off? Yes. I think I think we'll be getting Game of Thrones for a long time. It just won't be Dan and Dave making it. It'll be HBO and George R. R. Martin making it with different show type creators. So I think that the main series is gonna be over, but we'll get Duncan Egg. We might get Robert's Rebellion. We might get uh Hall tournament type stuff. I think we may get individual story arcs, maybe season mini long mini-series long storylines or something, things that are individual seasons, not a uh, the continuing the continuing sagas of Game of Thrones or something to that effect or more things in the universe. I think George R. R. Martin will probably be for be a part more of a part of it as well. I think he's a big part of developing some of those deals.
5: Do you do you think that the spin-off series will just be called Macumba and it'll be <laughs> proving the the theory true. It's like they were just inside an eye of a giant named
0: Macumba. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Or <laughs> or called clump 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 clump. <laughs> We'll smash the Beatles. Come on, uh, smash, 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 Brienne and <laughs> Tormund spit, spit off. Oh, gosh. Okay, so hey, Phil, uh, do you think that in episode 10, we're finally going to see the Ironborn showcase their real talents with an epic sea battle with the slavers, or the the showrunners going to do the obvious thing and have the dragon handlers uh, drag and just burn everybody? I think both. I said this earlier in the show. Uh, I think that we're going to see the dragons and Bernie, Bernie, la, 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 la. But then we're also at the very end going to see the Iron Fleet come in and kind of crush them. and Or maybe we'll just see the dragons next episode. And then in episode 10, the Iron Fleet shows up like, hey, Danny, you need a ride? Get get over here. <laughs> and, then we, and then we see Euron one more time to go. Now I have my other ships. Time to murder my family. <laughs>
5: You know, it must have been a case of murder. Murder.
0: Uh, Murder, murder most foul. (laughs) Great stuff. Great stuff. Okay, let's go. Uh, Hey, Phil, just a quick theory for the feedback show on Thursday. I know it's a little bit of a stretch, but after Lady Crane's performance, when she goes backstage, you can hear the actor playing Tyrion saying, Soon I will send her straight to hell, talking about Cersei. Do you believe this could be foreshadowing of Cersei being killed by Tyrion next season? I I think that's hopeful thinking. And I would not have a problem with that. That's one of those things where I did not pick up on that. I did not even think about that at the time. Good pickup. I think that in certain shows or in certain aspects, we were talking about certain things. I might go, that was, of course, they put that in there to foreshadow Cersei's death. But I'm not sure. I think it may have just been back. Background noise, and they just just they had it put in there. I don't know if there's any deeper significance to that. I'd love to believe that there was, but I'm not sure. Do you, do you have an opinion on that, David?
5: Um, I think that uh, that the Maggie the Frog when she told her, you know, like you're gonna watch all your kids die, and then um, you know, then you're gonna get killed by like a like the, the valon car I mean, because we don't know. I mean, the show was different than I guess the books, but. Um, I think it's just going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy and she's going to think about that uh, so much that she'll end up doing it herself. You know what I mean? Like she'll – or maybe we might – I know it sounds crazy, but I think we might even get Cersei killing herself – just so she can spare the life of her son. Mm-hmm. The only re- that might be a thing.
0: The only reason I say say that it won't necessarily happen like that is just because of the prophecy shit, but the prophecy shit has not been on the show. So they may be skipping that aspect of her storyline. I say, I think that they took it out of the story because they want to surprise where that's going to go, but but uh, everyone already kind of is talks about that. Oh, we got a call. Let's take a call from area code 214. 214, what's going on?
4: Hey, it's KLC. I haven't been able to call her in a while, but uh, how are you guys
0: doing? We're doing great, KLC. Great to hear from you, buddy.
5: Love you, KLC.
4: All right. Well, correct me if I'm wrong.
0: You're wrong. I'm, oh, pretty no, I'm, sorry. Pretty sure, <laughs>
4: I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure in the episode, uh, the uh, the someone said that the uh, basically the sons of the Harvey were basically just a. A distraction so that the bastards could build up the forces. Now, uh, is that correct, or was that like daydreaming or something?
0: Um, I, I think that was talked about at some at some point.
4: All right. Well, I uh, I just wanted to see how you guys feel about that because to me, that kind of feels like the sun. That was kind of you know, anticlimactic way for the sons of the harpy storyline. That's kind of thin because mm-hmm. like the revolution didn't really, or I mean, the outcome didn't really have much to like do with the plot. It just kind of seems like a convoluted waste of time. Yeah. Say, you know, they I, focused yeah. on that so hard.
0: I totally hear what you're saying. And I think ultimately it's one of those things that... Again, similar to the Arya storyline. And I don't know if this is a credit to the fact that we over talk about this show. We're sitting here on a Thursday afternoon doing a two-hour podcast, talking, analyzing the analyzing an episode of Game of Thrones. And I love it. I'll fucking do this until I until there's no more Game of Thrones to do it. But I think because of that, and what comes out of that is sometimes creations of things that we that become more interesting than they actually end up being, and especially the way that things have been extra simple, simplified in some ways this season to move things along. I think, unfortunately, until they surprise me with something, which they haven't really done in a long time in the way of like, oh my God, that's not what I expected. They... It's it's kind of I'm taking everything for face value in the sense that it was what it was. But but I I definitely hear I want it to be more to KLC. I want it to have been I mean, I was a big proponent of it. It's Dario or maybe it's Varys. I love that theory of it It was very, you know, Varys because he wanted Daenerys to leave Marine and go to Westeros. So he was saying he kept fucking up Marine from ever being okay to try to get her side butthole back to Westeros. So. Ultimately, I think all those creations are interesting, but they're, they It's all. It's usually going to be. What's that? Arkham's razor thing. Where it's the simplest thing is going to be the case in most cases on on TV. David.
5: Yeah. Well, I think that, um, you know, we a lot of people have given this season a lot of crap, and I think the problem is is that you know many people, including myself, I I actually started watching Game of Thrones very recently, like this year, and I binged watched. And, and watched all of your past reviews and stuff and then caught up. Um, and when you're able to sit there and binge watch, the story always flows a lot better. I agree
0: um, so much. And
5: Because that, that's why people like doing it. You know, they like waiting for Walking Dead to come out on Netflix so they can watch 16 episodes straight and not wait for, you know, six, seven weeks for each of these things to come out. It, it drives people nuts. Because cliffhangers, that's really yeah. what people hate is cliffhangers. Yeah, KLC? And I, I, definitely, uh, I
4: definitely hear what... David is saying, because um, I have Game of Thrones up to season five, all right. and I mean, season six, personally, so far, I haven't been that impressed with it, but I'm sure you know, with the period done, I look back at it in hindsight, I'll enjoy for but I think I got myself almost too hyped. <laughs> yeah, Just, I,
0: know, I know, I hear you.
4: It was the first season that I actually had to wait for, and I expected so many big things, you know, with all the PR talking, this is going to be the best season, Blah blah blah. Yeah, I mean
0: you, you, awesome. you, you your trailer. Yeah, your trailer. And and have we'll talk to you very soon, KLC. love you, buddy. Talk to you soon. Uh so i right, Ultimately, KLC's right, and I think I maybe said this, I think these three episodes are going to be very different when you watch on a a binge. I think binging is a far different medium. You ingest it all. You don't remember some of the slower points of seasons as much. If you were waiting to watch episode week to week or something, the hype just gets so built, and Game of Thrones hype is all-time ridiculous hype. I want to say jump in the chat really quick before we go. Father Josh, great to see you live in the chat. Great to see so many people live in the chat. Someone said, Phil... Danny going back to Westeros this season. Ha, 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 it's a fucking idiot. You didn't say fucking idiot, the fucking idiot was implied. Any change of public outcry to keep character is uh, screwing up our plot. KLC, lots of love going to KLC. Phil, great to see you live. Agree, Phil. I hate cliffhangers. Is it me or do all the death scenes just feel completely pointless? None of us progress the plot. It just feels like they kill him because the show is known for it and we're desensitized by it. Ren says, simply yes, they have to dumb it down and the fact that most of us have read all the books, which doesn't appear uh, that, the writer, that all the writers have and uh tom says totally i feel you dave i started watching game of thrones just to see what the hype was all about a couple months ago caught up with you guys in season four sheet back from work about to roll up a backwoods and fill us live. life is good life is great for great for me too to be able to fucking babble to you guys and babble with the walking david today the hoder episode is the best by far this season even though it broke my heart i agree with that as well
5: And, and and see that that's my point is that there's been several things think about the stuff that has actually happened um Happened this season. I mean, you have you know the resurrection of Jon Snow. Granted, it was predictable, but it's like, you know, come on now. Uh, don't um, fault the show for that. I mean, they they wanted to continue that storyline, and you guys, just because you know you were waiting for eight months for it to come out, doesn't take away the fact that it was a good part of the show. And also, you know, the Hodor scene. Um, marine getting attacked the sons of the harpy uh hodor scene i mean there's been a lot of shit that's happened this this season and i think the problem is is that we want so many things to happen because of the fact that well it's like well they ran out of books so i'm hoping they'll go back and include this stuff in it and i don't know about you but i i end up pausing the show to see how much time is left in each episode because i'm like fuck they've been spending a lot of time in marine i hope they get to the wall at some point and then and wor- I'm, not, I'm not enjoying it because I'm wait I'm or not enjoying it as much. I'm not because s- I'm anticipating shit. Yep.
0: And I'm not gonna spoil the end of the Sopranos, but I had a similar problem with the final episode of the Sopranos. It's like there's only five minutes left on the clock. They're, how can they fit all this in the la- oh, you fuckers. That's all I'll say about that. You yeah, fuck Exactly. Uh Iron yeah. Throne says in this week's behind the scenes episode, D and D said that they were 10 valerian swords in the whole world they don't even read the tyrian chapters the honestly those behind the scenes they're not doing themselves favors in that in those things especially this most recent one the way they're explaining the aria situation they didn't do themselves any fucking favors in those behind the scenes talks where they're just like yeah and we did this because this. I, don't, I just i don't find that that's helpful for for the rabid game of thrones fan base to see that Exactly, the world is underwhelming. We just rant because we have such high expectations. They waited so long they, for a new book to come out; they had to rush. I think you I think you have a very good point, English English study buddy. Great, great to see some new names in here, English study buddy. Amy, magically delicious. Uh, everyone in the live motherfucking chat. Uh, Ramsey will have Sansa back. There is, if there is a fucking Sopranos-type ending, I'll burn down my house. And your, and I, I'm gonna add to, to your mom's comment, and your house for suggesting that, Phil. Fuck you, I, I know, I'm just, I'm still traumatized because of that. Okay, let's read a few more, uh, we got a bunch more questions here to go. Uh, a bunch more, a few more, a bunch more, however many more. Tom says, hey, Phil, Joe Crow, or hey, Phil and David, what's kicking? Great episode- Kick and Ass episode, uh, they didn't show either the Blackfish or the Queen's death. I'm totally satisfied with all the Hounds kills and character developments in quotation marks character development scenes. My question after all the theories about Arya, how much of a letdown was it to you guys to find out that she didn't have some great scheme or whatever shit going on? Apparently, it took some Wolverine-like healing skills to get her jumping off balconies after it's been stabbed. Right? Is uh, that was me nitpicking, just trying to get a question and be funny. Uh, hashtag 420 Brazil. I, I mean, we talked a lot about this earlier. No me- no reason to too much bemuse the point. But I think it's it's safe to say that most people that watch Game of Thrones were disappointed with the whole Arya Bravo situation. I know not everyone, uh, fucking not not all, not everyone was pissed off about it, but some people a lot of people were pissed off with the way that situation ended
5: yeah well let me ask you um there have been uh a couple of deleted scenes that i've seen from game of thrones on uh youtube Mm -hmm. um that uh were obviously like on the blu-rays or something or dvds yes and i'm curious do you think that they have some stuff that they cut for time on the dvds and extras that will fill in a lot of those gaps. Like maybe we'll see like an extra five minutes of Aria recovering over the course of a week with Lady Crane. David, as I opposed to five minutes. David, or... there's
0: nothing I like more than filling in fucking gaps. Oh,
5: I fucking love it.
0: But I, I do think that there, it, there has to be. And I think where it also has to be is... Someone else mentioned this too. If we're gonna spend time in Marine and all that, why didn't we see, why don't we go back with Minerva or whatever her name was and find out more about the red god stuff? We get that reveal at the beginning of the season about Mel being an old being really old with the big saggy titties and all that stuff. What that was interesting. It seemed to be a theme for the season. They were getting into it, and then we meet more red people. Couldn't they have explored that a little bit more instead of having Tyrion and Talking to the the ballless wonder and and Masande, I don't know. It just seems slotting up for time, to, but to answer your question, I do think in certain sections there has to be there has to be some, especially in this season. In certain ways, things were cut. They definitely tried to, but that pisses me off even more because the episodes were so short this season. So if there's some yeah. really good scenes like you're talking about, which I've seen some scenes like that, and you see them in movies, sometimes they're cut for pacing. Godfather's a great example of there's like a lot of stuff cut from the Godfather that you see in the Godfather saga or Yeah,
5: even the Batman v Superman movie that just came out, and they're gonna be releasing a 30-minute longer version, which they go, This will make a lot more sense, you sure. guys. Sure. It's like, why did you even bother releasing yeah something that's incomplete with that pot with that shit sure it will but whatever it's he can't yeah. he can't
0: make a movie that makes sense to me but that's just my personal taste uh i i but uh i oh, wait whoa whoa flash cut flash cut over here whoa, action uh anyways a uh, different topic altogether when we get the movie reviews we'll, we'll talk more about my hate for uh for zach over there for Zach Mor Zach Morris and his timeouts there, fucking episodes six and seven were too short. Yeah, that's my point. Episode as uh, Eric was saying in the chat, if the episodes were so if, if Kubaka is not a rookie, you but it's the quit. If the episodes are so short in this situation, and you have good scenes that you could have included, and it just would have taken slightly more creative editing, then I don't know. I, I know I'm I know I'm being sort of. I think this is a good place. I think really where we're all at right now for Game of Thrones is really a good place for episode nine and ten to blow our dicks off or balls off or collective emotional, you know, because I know everyone out there doesn't have dicks and balls, but you know, what I mean, our collective balls out. And I think putting us in this place, we're at an all time meh. Cause this isn't as bad as last season in Sand Snake bullshit, but it's it's got everyone slightly anti-hyped this week, so I think that's the perfect time for nine and ten to just fucking fuck us in the balls.
5: Yeah. Blow lab Labs uh, oh, someone someone wanted me to say something as little fingered and involved fucking, so let me. Let me okay, I
0: just while you scroll thing. up, lab lab says you could just say blow blow our vaginas off. Okay, blow your vagina off i can blow it hug yourself yeah go hug yourself i blow out my ovaries i can blow it (laughs) um
5: all right somebody wanted me who was it uh tom himself that's such a great name um i'm not gonna fight them i'm gonna fuck them this is what i do that's what i am all right, anyways. Good job.
0: Good job, David. Very good job. Someone was
5: saying we should do a little finger parody contest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Phil, please organize a little finger parody contest. Nah. Fuck. Uh, Phil's going to. David's going to wear the, win the Emmy for Game of Thrones this season. Episode nine is going to bust our nuts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Noah. I think we are such ge- co- collective genital blowout. That's a bit greater way of saying it. Right out our butthole. Our genitals are going to blow out our side butthole for this episode. I think. Uh, Pizel's gonna be having like jazz hands today. Episode nine was shit, says somebody. Uh, what about the fallopian tubes? Yes. Oh, episode eight was shit. I think they met.
5: Um, have I ever told you the story of my fallopian tubes? <laughs>
0: So f- this is going to be a this, I think this I think we're in a good place here. So we got a, we got a bunch more questions before we call it a stream here. So this was from Keowulf in the Discord group. Hi, quick question. Is it possible that the next part of the Maggy the Frog prophecy has been fulfilled due to Tommen outlawing trial by combat, possibly that maybe Cersei actually could die this season. Most probably stretching here, but it does seem like a way of it. Maybe with some la da da. I'm not going to say that last part just in case um i i think that it could be very could absolutely be analyzed that way i think prophecy is very loose to interpretation if you want to believe in prophecy or look into prophecy and sometimes it's like looking at the clouds and seeing a shape uh the horshack tests type shit when you look at stuff and you see what you want to see and with rorschach, prophecy yeah. you what is it rorschach with an r I said Horshack with an R. I said Horshack.
5: Horshack, yeah, Horshack is fine. Uh,
0: no, 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 no. That's I was thinking of horseradish for some reason. No, definitely. I wanted some horse shack.
5: the clouds and you see a horseradish? You know what I mean? Yeah, sure, you fucking do. I
0: want, yeah, I want some horseradish, dude. What the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about here? Uh, <laughs> so I think in partly prophecy can be that you can see it, it can believe, it can be what the fuck you want it to be, like a horoscope. Like when you read your horoscope, it's like, oh, that makes sense to me. That makes sense to what's going on in my life, or all those kind of things. How when. Some when you go to see Steve Martin and in the Leap of Faith, oh yeah, I know you're. You got this. You got that. It's, so I think some element of that could be looked at in that way, and I do think that's an interesting way of looking at it. That that could very well, very well fulfill the prophecy. So let's go to our next question, which this is a this is I think a two part question with Caitlin and Timo. This should be interesting. This isn't an exactly a question, but I thought I'd mention it anyways. It is time for all of us to quit comparing book Jamie to show Jamie. In the book, especially since we have his POV chapters, it's hundred percent clear that Jamie is an absolute cunt to Edmire because he knows that the only thing Edmire will listen—it's the only thing Edmire will listen to—when he really takes his babe, would he? Will he really take his baby and throw him up against the river run, wa- river run walls? No. In the books, Jamie has a completely one eighty within his character. Show Jamie—he probably would have done it. Maybe there's a chance Jamie was doing the same trick in the book, but what what we've seen, no. Show Jamie's a dick that's become more apparent at the beginning of the season. That being said, his actor's sexy, and I'd fuck him, and I still love him. But the show's depiction of the character does not do George R. R. Martin's version justice. At this point, there are two separate things. This question could also lead to Joe and Katie Ritz. It seems like Katie's also in the Jamie boat. Uh, So we'll save that Joe rant for later. And I'll respond to this to Timo's response comment, which is also a question that says, I always love doing my Timo hair. Caitlin, wait, Caitlin, I'm going to fuel that Jamie debate with you. Sucks, I'm going to miss the rant live. Okay, guys, please explain to me why people hate Jaime in the show. Is it only because he still loves Cersei? How can you say that he doesn't have an arc or how he hasn't changed? One, remember, we don't get inner monologues. That makes a big difference. Two, yes, we know he l- loves Cersei in the books, leaves Cersei in the books, but that's after Tyrion tells him about sleeping with half his family in King's Landing. Why would he leave her for no reason? That would, Wouldn't that make him disloyal? Of course he loves Cersei. She has done she hasn't done anything that he knows of yet. The only family he has left. Why is it surprising? And the first girl he's ever banged. Old Jamie would have stormed the castle, getting hundreds of people killed. That's how he captured Rob in the first place by being impulsive, got captured by Rob in the first place, being impulsive. This Jamie didn't. He was being more strategic and diplomatic instead of rushing in, regardless of how many will have to die. How can you say he hasn't changed? The best characters in this story are gray. And Jamie is as gray as it gets, both in show and in books. Sorry for that rant. I just can't understand the hate for Jamie. Is it all because Cersei? Are you giving her that much fucking power?
5: <laughs> um, if you don't mind if I jump in on this. Do it. Um I think that Jamie absolutely has changed, but I think the reason that people are getting kind of upset with the fact that um, like with his storyline is because in previous seasons, like in season three, when he loses his, I think it's season three, right? When he loses his hand. Yes. um, And and four, like he, he gives the the audience a lot
0: more. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say it might be at the end of two, but I'm, I'm pretty
5: sure it's uh it's no two was Blackwater. So it was season three. It was season three. Okay. It was episode nine. I remember that was like the big, uh thing but sorry for um, keep going but um the thing with jamie is is that in season you know uh two three and four and even a little bit of five he was giving the audience a lot more of what his inner thoughts were mm-hmm. and so you could hear the change you could quite literally hear him talking about his reasoning for why he killed the mad king and his reasoning for why he loved cersei and uh and stuff like that but in this season we've get we've gotten a lot of this from jamie just and giving cocky looks and shit like that, and people yeah just like he, staring off like, don't do it, Oh, Tom, mm. I'm a prick, Cersei, I, uh, I love you, bathtub love
0: see, you. yeah the bathtub scene with Brienne in, in season three. Phil and David, can we get your predictions for basketball? We'll definitely do that at the end where we uh, give our predictions for basketball. I can't wait for the next I, fatality I, that the mountain goes. He was the best when he was with Brienne. I do miss the build up to the battle. And David, you were absolutely right. It was in season three. Thanks. Thanks, Noreen. Uh, yes. Uh, st- uh, welcome you, Josh. Yeah. More welcomes to Josh and uh, Tormund Giants, fame. you cracking me up, Tormund. Uh, I-, I was going to say Ramsey's a rapist. Jamie's not worse than him, but Jamie is an ancestral rapist. So yeah, Ramsey better than Jamie. If Jamie never threw Bran out the tower, Hodor never would have been messed up. Yay! Okay, so the second half of—and I'm not even going to react to either points because I think Timo gave the Jamie defense excellently and Caitlin gave the Jamie hate excellently. So I'm going to leave our two amazing FOPs right there with their comments hanging out there like the mutts Ball. Joe is sleeping. Joe is passed out sleeping somewhere or uh, or playing hooky today. So, David— I, d- I don't think he meant to wake up. Yeah, I, yeah Joe didn't mean to wake up. I went right. Does
5: the wolf judge?
0: The I life? actually, I think David snuck in and gave Joe some milk of the poppy because he knew i Because he knew I. He did some little finger type scheme because he knew I'd call him as, uh, as uh, for the show here today. Yeah, that's what that's what the David did. You, you sly motherfucker, you, David. Joe's on the way to Pentos. <laughs> okay, so here is a quiz. No, <laughs> no, that was great. Joe, Joe that's fucking great stuff. Uh, okay, so so here we go for first world problems, we're dreaming <laughs> uh, so it's the live chat as always the live motherfucking chat if you're listening to this later or watching this later, oh, labor, later always try to join us live if you can it's a lot of fun getting to share your thoughts with the motherfucking chat and all of our friends so here we go but if you ever want to get your voicemail or questions in for the voicemail show 781-990-8509 you can text or voicemail that number 24 hours a day seven days a week to get your calls in anytime you watch the episode just let me know what episode you want The for- we want the feedback on, or or I'll just play it on the next possible feedback show. Okay, okay. To the point of the faceless men storyline for Arya in her regaining her identity. Mark from Enchantment of Eternity said something along those lines, and it made a lot of sense. Think about it. Arya has been a boy. Ari, the mercenary, but now she's Arya, no longer hiding or pretending. That's what Jorah wanted. He wanted, uh, he wanted her to be her, a proud Papa moment. Her whole arc is about identity, which is a big theme in the series. Great point, Timo. Someone else made a similar point earlier. You verbalized it excellently. As for the tummy wounds, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she drank from the well and that healed her. <laughs> um, chaga chaga, excuse trade, choo choo choo-choo in a story where people are brought back to choo-choo life maybe we can accept she choo-choo heals fast choo-choo i love you timo but i
5: I still want to hear what the the gifts that jack and agar thinks aria has like that she hasn't revealed because he said it in a way it's like oh we don't know about these gifts you know like um and uh, I, I don't know, maybe they're gonna address it somehow. Like, that's her ability. Like, Bran can warg, but Aria heals fast. Like, I don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, i ultimately, I don't think they're gonna go with that. I think we're they're just trying to, uh, whatever. I- I agree.
5: I know I'm playing that. No, 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 no. I I like
0: somebody. I like that you're going there, David. I like that you're going there, David, and I want I want I want to believe. I'm a I said I'm a Jamie Splainer. I'm like Timo, I'm 100% with you. I'm like, "Oh, it makes a lot of sense." Yeah, Jamie Starks making great sense. I
5: me. just need to have another discussion with the Blackfish. <laughs> I'll throw you into the wall. <laughs> what did he say? I'll catapult you into the Yeah, catapult okay, I'll, I'll catapult your baby into
0: the wall or something. Okay, we got a few more questions here, Phil. Oh, okay let's let's do this let's call our buddy here in new jersey let's see if i can figure this out here let's I, i'm calling our buddy angel in new jersey let's see if angel gets this call okay let's do it let's see if this works angel we're calling you 1-900 oh it's ringing holy shit we're calling someone david the, the, this is angel angel this is phil the issues guy and walking david calling you from uh, live on the air Oh, my God. Hey,
3: what's going on, man?
0: Not much. How are you, buddy? Glad I can finally get to call you. Uh, What are your thoughts on this episode?
3: (laughs) Um, The episode... I mean, one of your viewers before said that, you know, this is a land of magic and, and dragons and White Walkers, yet everybody's pissed about Arya and her being able to run around after getting stabbed. You know, I'm pretty sure if someone was trying to kill me, I'd be able to run around too.
0: Yeah. No, I mean I hear that. I think I think the problem I have with the scene isn't so much her with the uh with the having the adrenaline to run in that situation. I think maybe right after that she maybe there was some time in between before she Killed the waif, and then she showed back up to in so she had some time to recover in that moment. Because I agree with you, adrenaline. I've seen people do crazy shit on adrenaline, where I've seen Joe in a basketball game take his ankle and like twist it sideways, do that like do that uh, lethal weapon uh, rigs thing where he just like pops it back in the shape and finishes the game. I'm like, fuck, dude, F- I couldn't do that shit. Like, so, so I, I get it. I believe the uh, I believe that I believe that she could be running and doing that jumping with with adrenaline adrenaline's a hell of a drug, dude
3: Exactly Cocaine's And then, You know my other my the other thing that I have a problem with like I really enjoyed this entire season i I know everyone hates episode one and this past episode, but as an overall arc I really enjoyed the season. I'm mm-hmm. glad that they got rid of the Martell Yeah, me too, you know because if you're not if you're not gonna do them justice by doing it accurately then don't do them at all.
0: Yeah. You know, they, I'm sorry, go ahead.
5: Oh, no, no, I was going to say say
0: that. What was that, David?
5: Don't like that. Oh, the Martells. Sorry, I thought he said the Tyrells. Oh, the
0: Tyrells. No, I I agree with you, caller. I think, I think I said it at the beginning. If we only see them at, uh, I was, I I know your name. Why am I calling you caller? Angel. I ultimately know it that,
1: Start guy, I'm really hoping that it's you know you know no spoilers but you know
3: uh, R plus L equals J. You know I'm really hoping for that. Yep. And, and once that happens, I can't wait to see how John goes back to you know to Wood Ma and says, hey. What were you saying before
0: about how the stocks are dead? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. Great call, (laughs) Angel. We Hopefully we will talk to you again soon, buddy. Excellent call. People are loving you in the chat. The North has amnesia. The North remembers shit. Uh, Tom says, depending on how it ends, this is going to be one of the best seasons on a rewatch. The waiting is what's pushing us on the edge of ranting. I agree with you on that, Tom. David was saying that earlier, too. I think it's definitely a big aspect of why everyone's so on edge this season. And I think also, so it's what got announced right before the season started. I remember doing one of those crazy, I'm hypo, whatever, episodes of the podcast. And then, like, that night, the whole thing. And I had, I had heard rumors of it earlier, but it wasn't confirmed. Like, two days before the season started, they did that announcement that only 15 episodes after this. And it brought everyone's attention even more focused on focusing on every second that they're wasting. I'm doing air quotes and making everybody go, wait, wait, you don't, you only have this much time and material, but you're grazing over this. This could have gone this long. You could have plotted this out differently. It's making everybody Monday morning quarterback because they said things like we feel like there's only 15 episodes left to this story. It's because you're making it be 15 episodes left to this journey. That's the problem. And that's not being picky about the show because It's transference. It's like when you're in a relationship with someone and you start fighting, and then before you know it, things that didn't piss you off piss you off. Why'd you leave this bottle on the fucking table? I don't like bottles on the fucking table. They should be on the chairs that I'm sitting next to. Fuck you, intern. (laughs) Fuck you, intern. I'm sorry, Phil. I'm your intern. No, you fuck. Fuck you. But that's the thing. People just, like, the expectations got built up, and they told us there's only 15 episodes left, and they're running out of time. So it's making us go, Oh, you're running out of time? Well, you could have cut this, stretched this out longer. You could have done this. What do you mean you're out of time? Fuck you. David, sorry. Yeah.
5: Well, also, keep in mind, these people are entertainment PR people. They are liars, okay? You know, Kit Harrington for about a year, was just like, Jon Snow's dead. I don't know what to do about it. Like, yeah, And everybody was like, I can't believe it. I refuse to believe it. And... You know, and then he comes out, and like the second after the episode airs, he goes, uh, "I'm sorry, he he's alive." Yeah, he's alive. You know what I mean, like, yeah. Sorry about that. It's like, look, these people could say 15 episodes left. You know why? Because they know that it'll draw even the people who are just kind of ab not absentee fans, but. Uh, fans that don't pay as much attention to it who don't read the books yeah, fair or with anything it, fair like with that it. who aren't diehard people that are, people
0: that are um, just watching it because either someone they know is really into it or it, they just like it's it. it's a hook
5: yeah it's a, it's hook. a hook man yeah. they're they're pulling you in they're, they're going like look we got 15 episodes left you must watch every single episode every single second of it because if you don't you're gonna miss something in this 15 second span and or sorry, fifteen episode span, and then what they also could do. Keep in mind, they they have not released how long these episodes will be. So assuming the fifteen episode thing is even correct, the last four episodes they might go. They're two and a half hours long. Yeah, let's hope. I, that's what I'm hoping, David. They, they they could do that, and you know I wish that they had done it more like they did in season one, where they kind of go. Uh, it was easier to follow and understand and appreciate these characters, and and really get into their world and their towns and stuff because the entire episode would be in Winterfell and then an entire episode would be in King's Landing. And then an entire episode would be Yeah, it's the um, flashing on all the, the overlap lo- between
0: flashing on all of the locations it changes up the pace and has it f- Gives you less of a feel to be able to melt into it. Uh, a couple of people feel That's the price of admission, says Michelle. The champ is here. Champ is here. Champ is here. Has I mi- missed all the whining and the hate? Of course you have. Torment, I love your beard. People like my boyfriend, uh, Alfie Allen, should be nominated for an Emmy. They just ripped off an old joke about an Englishman, and an Irishman, and a Scott. That sounds like wishful thinking not happening. Oh, we've got we got a uh, Noreen who is back on the line. And we only got four minutes left for the phone call section of our uh Group here, so let's make sure we get Noreen's call before it gets cut off. So, uh, Noreen, you may, in fact, hear some rude British woman come up in a few minutes. that goes, "You only have three minutes," so, uh, so, love to hear your last question. So, okay, yeah, sorry. Hello, are you are, are, you, are you there, Noreen?
6: Oh, am I? Oh, I'm on.
0: You're on. <laughs> sorry about that. Oh
6: no, cool. Um, so here was my thing. I had a big question about brands. Do it, which nobody has been talking about. Who? Okay, <laughs> right, exactly. So I've been noticing, like in the earlier seasons on binge watch, that every time Bran is around, he's always like around a root system. So for me, that says that he's going to that he was going to be the three eyed raven somehow.
0: Ooh, very interesting. So my
6: question is: Do you think that Bran is going to be Quaithe?
0: Hmm. Very interesting. I don't think so, but that would be really cool. I think the I think the point is <laughs> – I think you're oh, about to – That just made me
5: filibuster in my head. Like, you're going to break
0: David. You're going to break David, right? Now. I think that would be interesting. I just think I want Quaithe to come back in the story somehow. I would love to see that. David?
5: Do you, I think you're talking about the face-covered Bane of Westeros, right? Yes. This I have something, I have a secret to tell you. You know, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep in mind, Quaith also has legs and walks around. Um, but uh, I, I don't think the brand will be Quaith. Uh, that would be interesting. Um, I was telling uh, Joe and Phil and Katie Crow in a different episode how I noticed that in these... Um, flat like these visions that bran would have with Bloodraven, right uh that they would always show uh, a weirwood tree like really close up and i thought they were doing that for a specific reason because it was going to be these specific trees that had something to do with his storyline um not to say that he would become Bloodraven because blood raven even said you're not going to become an old man in a tree
0: I think the caller is saying too that, uh, or Noreen, you're, right, you're still here and there, uh, that maybe that Bran is warging into her or connecting to her to kind of uh, f- fulfill, like, like go back into her somehow and be the person giving the advice. It basically, is oh, okay. What I'm,
6: what I'm saying is that maybe he's he's taking over the uh, Quaites storyline. Right. He's going to be the one to bring Danny back to the wall to oh. take care of the real threat and the real villain
0: that would be re- that would be really interesting. Okay, thank you for clarifying your point. I-, I didn't even get your point right. Uh so yeah, I think that would be re- that would be very interesting and it could be the case. I think Bran and I hope it's Varus though for whatever reason. I I don't know. I I want I want to see those two interact. See- 90 seconds. Oh, shit 90 seconds. I'm going to let you go because we have one other person on the line Noreen great stuff today. Thank you for calling and thank you for all the okay, support. Okay,
6: thank you for having me.
0: Bye Noreen. Bye Noreen. Great stuff Noreen. Who's
5: Sorry that I was an idiot. No, you're yeah. not an idiot, David, but
0: someone someone in the chat goes, wait, who's queef? Now I area code 985. You have literally a minute, so go for it. The show the floor is yours.
7: Okay, yeah. Well, uh, thanks for the last call over here But going back to the brand thing 60 seconds. Do you think they're gonna finish the Tower of Joy scene now or later? I mean, you know, a lot of people haven't been talking about it since the whole Besides that one short little scene we got with Brand Visions, do you think they finish it this season or they're going to
0: wait? Good question. And thank you so much for calling in. I'm going to click out of this so we don't have to hear don't have to hear that shit anymore on the, uh, the woman count. Ten seconds left. I think that. Oh, my. What happened to
5: your video,
0: Phil? Oh, I'm back. I'm back. Sorry. Sorry about that sorry about sorry about the video where the hell was i uh do i think uh what what was the question what was the question again about it was about brand
5: yeah do you think they're going no they're gonna do you think they're gonna finish the tower of joy this yes. season or are they gonna come I, back to it later i later?
0: think both i think we're gonna see the tower of joy again in episode 10 and they're going to give us a reveal but i do not think we're going to get exactly what we want out of the tower of joy scene what do you think David?
5: i think, i i think this is a good point and it could happen it could be a very good guess that they're going to show during Bastard Bowl, Ramsey and John having a fight, and it's gonna be exactly like Eddard Stark fighting uh mm-hmm. the the guy, Arthur Dane Dane. Okay. Um, I think it's gonna they're gonna be cutting back and forth between that to show that, you know, uh he's got the Stark blood in him and all that stuff. You know what I mean? They're gonna do a lot of symbolism with that fight if they end up. Uh, fighting each other hand to hand like that or even sorry have a sword fight Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, that's what I think because I think that that's very Game of Thrones esque is like a clash of the swords and then uh, you know cut to the past scene of them clashing swords and then the guy swings and ducks and it cuts to eddard swinging and ducking oh know? then
0: aria will hire gendry's uber boat service and, and row him to the lonely light island thing yes a couple of people going phil's funny when he's clustered uh clustered flustered i was like yeah uh, uh, I i had, i had a panic moment where i'm like i forgot the question and the caller has gone ah yeah i totally had a panic panic i had a, I had a hippie moment right there
5: at this hey, I, I did it with the quake thing.
0: You're like, oh, <laughs> huh? what's going on? Jorah has definitely enough time to make it back to Bear Island. Watch him show up as the 63rd or 62nd or 6th, uh, Mormon to fight uh, the Tower of the tower of Blue Balls. Where is Gendry? Yeah, where is that little son of a bitch? Okay, we've got a couple more questions before we call it a stream. And uh, as I... As a fan of Arya, I realized that this is from Brad. As a fan of Arya, I realized at the beginning of season five that her journey training was going to take a long time and she wouldn't make it back to Westeros anytime soon. After watching the last episode, I couldn't help but think that her storyline could have easily been skipped over, much like Bran's was, uh, that having Arya isolated from all the action in Westeros easily could have been missed. Do you think Dan and David had conversations about which one to leave out for season five? I think they made the right choice keeping Arya on screen, but knowing how her and Bravo's chapter ended, it seems like they easily could have been skipped to give us more time for some other stories going on. Interested to see what you guys think of that. As always, love the show. I think you're on to something in the sense that maybe they weren't making that decision of which one, but they, seeing how this went, they probably could have skipped her for a little bit and then come back, but Maisie Williams is so much a star of this show, even more so than the actor that plays Bran, partially because of the way he aged, partially just because of how captivating and how she is as a, as a person outside the character of Aria, just as how... She's so much of an ambassador of the series, of, of connecting. You see all those videos about Game of Thrones. Of She's the person in it always. She seems to be one of those people people that's most excited about being a part of Game of Thrones. And she's she's just very much the... Maisie Williams is one of the faces of Game of Thrones. With Emile Clark, uh, Peter Dinklage, and Jon. They're kind of out there as... We're the real... We're not the stars, but they're just a little bit more well-known visually out there in the in the world. So I think it probably had more to do with that and how awkward Bran looked and go, he's aging kind of weird. So, And I think they also thought Winds of Winter would be out in time. I think they had hoped that the book was going to come out sooner, so they skipped Bran's time to give George a little bit more time. From And this is coming from one of George's posts where he says, everyone hoped I was finished by this point, and I thought I was going to finish this point. I told everyone I'd finish by this point, and then I couldn't do it. So, let's let's take a couple...
5: Hi, hi, Golden Phoenix. Sorry, there's somebody in the chat who said hi about seven times. So, I was like, hello.
0: Hello. How are you? Hi, Golden Phoenix. And we so got... Stop saying hello. With uh, Game of Thrones being the show that loves to piss people off, is it possible to kill Jon Snow a second time? Meaning, in the next episode, do we think that Jon Snow could die? Okay, so this is a good time, as any, to get into it. And we got a few more... Comments on our voicemail hotline that we're gonna. Get. All right, let's get the, through these texts. My, flow, my phone is too slow to keep up with the live chat, so I'll text you my question. This is your mom. Hey, your mom. So, do you think Danny is gonna say fuck it and burn everything down and kill the harpies and take her and to take her to Westeros because that would be great? Oh, uh, kill and kill the harpies and take her exit to Westeros. That is what I think is gonna happen. I think she's gonna burn everyone down and and then the Greyjoys are gonna show up at the right time afterwards, and then she's gonna make a pack with. With Asha and Theon, and they're gonna all head to Westeros. That's my opinion. That's my opinion of that. This is Corey. Oh ne- man. This is Corey. You never call me when you're sober, Phil says Corey. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> That's very true. I never call you when I'm so when I'm sober. Man, okay.
5: Oh my god, dude, Phil. What if that Valonqar uh, theory with Cersei is true, and Tyrion lands in King's Landing on the back of one of the dragons <laughs> of Danny? Alright, and then like they just set Cersei on fire. Like that's that would be insane. I would like, l- how badass would that be? Like it's like the wing moves out of the way and you just see Tyrion up there. Doo, doo, doing it.
0: I'd be so psyched. That'd be Cersei's
5: admit. horrified face. She's like,
0: I thought this guy was taken care of. So no. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Golden Phoenix. Thank you, Iron Iron. You were fucking amazing for all this shit. Do uh, someone said? Do I think urine's gonna show up too? I think we're gonna see probably see urine in episode urine. We're probably gonna some, we're gonna see some urine in in episode ten somewhere, sprinkling, trickling somewhere. But I don't make me a thousand toilets. <laughs> Because I need urine everywhere. Uh, let's burn the <laughs> Dog Bowl, Ghost versus Ramsey's dog. So let's get into this. What do we think? A couple of other questions people have asked uh, ultimately come down to what do we think is gonna happen in the next episode? Who do we have in Bastard Bowl? As we go to our Game of Thrones, our polls that we had in our last episode. What would be the fate of the Tully forces? 47% say that. They will survive. That is that one. Our next question was, where will Arya be going? Most people think she's going to go to Winterfell, uh, and other people think it's going to be Westeros in general. I think it is the Riverlands, but you'll n- never can tell because we're going to see her and the Hound together again. Yay. F- fuck, fuck all that uh, Clegane I want to see Arya and the Hound meet and turn into Lady Stoneheart and kill people. So who will win Bastard Bowl? We'll get that one last. How would you rate this past episode? And and for 37% say it was a 7, and, uh, and 26% say it was an 8, and it's around a 6. I would say this last episode was a, well, I don't know. I don't like doing two rankings, but I would say it was a, about a 6 probably for me. Episode 8 was a 6. And the big question here, who will win the fucking Bastard Bowl? Now, who do I think? Do I think the show, someone else asked this question, do I think the show could possibly have Ramsey win this and kill Jon again? Do I really think that could happen? I put the percentages of Ramsey Snow winning this fight at 0%, David. 0% that Ramsey's forces win and that this episode doesn't end with the Starks in Winterfell, with Jon Snow and Sansa, crossing their lines. I think we're going to see some deaths, maybe Davos, maybe Tormund, maybe, uh, maybe ghost, even though I don't think that's going to happen. I don't even know if we're going to see ghost in the fucking battle, but I think there's 0% chance Ramsey wins.
5: Um, I think that they'll obviously they'll have a good fight. I don't think it's going to be quick or over. No, I think it could end with John about to stab Ramsey, like in the throat or something and uh and maybe like ramsey's forces are winning the battle but john's you know does like you know you've won the battle but you're gonna lose the war and i wish you the best in the wars yet to come or mm-hmm. something like that and then just like send him on his way like i could end this right now
0: now do you think that and a pe- couple of people in the chat are suggesting this will Littlefinger be gandalf in this situation will Littlefinger show up and save the day i would rather it be an army of direwolves showing up somewhere, we not but i don't think that would be uh it wouldn't make sense in that area i, I do do you think little going to show up and save the day um
5: a oh, little finger are you gonna no, sh- are you gonna show I, up little finger well i know that i would do anything to get what i want and i want sansa stark uh Sorry, I'm gonna stop. No, 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 that's no. I understand that it's It's... hard. I understand it's hard to make your point and do Littlefinger at the same time. So yeah, yeah. well, if I hadn't thought about it previously, but I will say this: I think that Littlefinger will become uh, not him, but he'll be an integral part of defeating the forces. Because I think what he's gonna do is they're gonna be fighting in the Riverlands, and the Knights of the Vale are gonna come in from behind. So while Ramsay seems like he's getting, like he's winning, like the tide's starting to favor him. That's when Littlefinger will kind of do a Stannis uh, Baratheon force right. okay. you know, so, formation. So you do think come from behind?
0: You do think Littlefinger yeah. is going to be the the littlest finger showing up and poking everybody at the end? I'm going to well, make a speculation. He'll be,
5: the, he'll be the catalyst. I don't think that he's going to be the reason they win, but I think he's going to be like give them the hope that okay, we can win this.
0: I say this is just my speculation. I say he shows up after. I say he shows up too late, uh, too late for the battle. He's the new Lord, uh, it's too late to the battle. He's going to show up at the very, very end, and somehow John is going to be able to conquer this this behemoth army. Run-1's going to take out so many fucking people. Tormund's going to be a killing machine. It's going to be crazy. Ghost is going to be hacking people down by the dozens, and they're going to take Winterfell, and then Littlefinger's going to show up. "Oh, Oh, here I am. What the fuck? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think it can be as simple. And maybe I'm giving them too much credit or the situation. I just feel like it can't be as simple as Littlefinger shows up to, and again, I know what you're saying, not exactly save the day, but shows up at the right time in the right situation. I think that's just everyone's everyone's predicting that, and I – see him having a different agenda maybe showing up once everyone's low on forces and then try to take winterfell himself there i don't know that,
5: that's what that's what i think when you were talking that's what exactly what i was thinking you might go with is that he's going to come there he's going to help them defeat ramsay and then be like yeah well now that ramsay's defeated the Knights of the Veil vale outnumber you yeah. 38,000. I want to be uh, Warden
0: of the North too. 50. Yeah, and just enslave them uh, enslave them all and go all little finger crazy. On I don't know. I'm throwing projections out there. I think no matter what, John wins. I don't think, I hope we see ghosts. Someone else asked, do we see ghosts in this episode? I hope the fuck we see ghosts. We have to see ghosts before the end of the season. We have to.
5: Yeah, and, and see, honestly, I feel that uh sansa or sansa whatever, whatever um is uh like somebody had just said that little is gonna uh make you know put a wedge between john and sansa i think that's true i think he already has and i think that's kind of the genius behind him is that he kind of says these comments that are sort of small but they're like drills and they just go deep into her head and she can't let it go it's sort of like like when girls are being passive aggressive to their friends and they're, you know, like to borrow from John Mulaney, like, I love how you can just wear anything. And then they like walk off. And then that girl, like, it just destroys her. You know what I mean? It just festers like a bad wound. And, uh, Ooh,
0: Ren says, or John summons an ice dragon. Stops Joe's uh, That's what
5: Joe Holds is a at. ring to the camera yeah. Summoning of an
0: ice uh, Godzilla I choose you uh, J- J- He throws out a vap- Vapenos or something uh, J- Joe thinks uh, That's big J- Joe's thing That he's gonna call Winterfell Someone's gonna throw out People say they want to see They want to see Fucking uh, Maybe the Manderleys Might serve some free pipe Lauren No fucking problem If we see Ghosty May because they uh, Kill him screams says Iron Throne Prepare for at least Three deaths One one could die like summer jump in the middle of the army fucking sansa is a douche she needs to get laid uh one one has to live so dra- so a dragon can kill him later uh little will no longer have the backings of the Kingsland. cersei's out of power one hope one one crushes people when he falls delilah says i hope that brienne arrives in time and kills a little finger michael says ramsey snow will find a white walker uniform very nicely. The walkers are coming for, bas- for all bastards of the North. Littlefinger's a mean girl, says Lavlav. Iron Throne says the dead Starks will rise like the Lord of the Ring Army of the Dead. Uh, Critch says Rickon on a cross. Noreen says David, best reference of the day. Uh, oh,
5: dude, dude, wait, wait, wait. I gotta say this before I forget. Yep, do it. I totally think Littlefinger's gonna come there with the army, right? And that shot of Sansa in the... In the trailer right where she's like in her cloak and her hair is all glowy red and she just looks like intense as hell i think what's gonna happen is she's going to have tricked little finger get him to show up robin of the veil is gonna show up oh she's he's gonna, gonna go guess who killed your mom bitch mm. and then robin being that little throw him through the moon door oh, is gonna just be like all right a th- 500 of you stab little finger to death you yeah. know what i mean like and he's just I think that could honestly happen. I, I, think don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's going
0: to go down exactly like that, David, but I think you're on to something in the sense that Robin is the weak point here. And Sansa has her own relationship with him, and she can manipulate that relationship in many different ways to service that end goal. I think what's going to be important to hear, and I'm going to give Sansa some credit and hope that she's going to play the long game here, like we talked about earlier in, on one of the recaps, that she's going to use Littlefinger for what she can, but ultimately is trying to set him up here to to make him hurt like like she feels like he made her and ultimately stop the littlest finger and give him the middle fucking finger. Everybody left me a token of her esteem from navel to
5: collarbone.
0: <laughs> so, but David, I do think you're
5: absolutely People seem to think in the in the comments that I'm reading that they... no. They I think, seem to think that it's a decent one. I think it's a. I think
0: that's a really good theory, David. I think you're you're on to something of a way that she might manipulate Robin. I tend to think that she's going to manipulate him slightly creepy ish more ways and use her feminine wiles to manipulate him. But it could be a combination of both. Oh God, please no. That's creepy. I know it's a creepy thing to watch, and that's that, his
5: big nose. And yeah, that everything.
0: makes me have to go wash my eyeballs out. So I guess this is as good a time as any, uh, David. Thank you so much for joining me. If people want to find out more from you and see some more stuff from you, David, where can they find you dude? Well,
5: I'm glad you asked. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I also, I encourage anybody who's on here. If you want to even add me on Facebook, I'm totally down. Um, but uh, my last name is uh, Grayson G-R-E-Y-S-O-N. So feel free to look for me um, on YouTube. I'm known as the walking David. I also have a David Grayson channel and on Instagram. If you are a fan of that, I have one that's uh called sons of gray productions g-r-e-y productions and it's all one word there's no no caps or anything and uh phil i just want to say thank you so much for having me on for the second time even though it was last minute um and thank you to everybody who's been so nice to me in the comments. I have never gotten this many positive YouTube comments in my life. So.
0: <laughs> well, thank Joe for sleeping in. I, of course, was going to have you back, but it's, it's a little sooner than probably would. But it's awesome to have you back, David. And we'll definitely have to do a couple of these kind of shows uh, next season. I want to... I wanna do the feedback shows with like one on one with different people, do it with you, do it with Joe, do it with maybe try to do a one on one show with Katie, maybe do a one one show with Carmine for these two. So we're gonna do a lot more with the feedback shows as it develops next season. So love, love love that you're taking part of things and love that you're adding your fucking awesomeness to the channel, David. So really appreciate it appreciate and it, Appreciate the love that you guys have been showing, David. So everyone, if you haven't already and you enjoyed this, hit that yeah. like button, hit the subscribe button. You can check us out. We'll be on on Sunday for the Game of Thrones recap. It's gonna be really awesome. And then next week, I'm gonna try to get on here as much as possibly can to bridge the gap uh, between the episode nine and ten, so we do not have to wait. Have to say huge love to everybody. Joe, the real high sparrow in the house. Uh, fucking Stoneheart, great to see you. Walking David in Littlefinger. Uh, uh, and one with Walking David and Littlefinger character. Oh, thank you to David and thank you to Walking David and Littlefinger character. I'm going to say goodbye to everyone in the chat. 1998 Champions, 2000, Amy, Allie, Amanda, Analysis, uh, Bath, Cheeky, Claudio, D Delilah, uh, Donnie, English, Eric, uh, Gizo, Eric, Golden Phoenix, Gone, cannot pronounce your name but has 7.30 at the end. Iron Throne, Yvonne, Joe Dirty Locks, who finally waking up from his slumber. <laughs> I just about to yeah, say that. Yeah, welcome. Jesus. Good Good morning, Joe. Uh, everyone, uh, Josh, Josh. Kevin, King Ragnar, Critch, Kyle, Lady Fair, Lauren, uh, Joe, the show's over. <laughs> laugh, laugh, Magical Delicious, Michael, Lovely Noah, Joe. Noreen, Pick Your Poison, Sam. Joe just didn't want to do the show. Your mom, Ren Renwood, Wolf. Torman, he's like, I want David on the show today. I don't don't want Joe just sent me a text message that got in from last night. I don't I don't want to be on the show today. I want David on the show. Good morning. You got it, Joe. (laughs) You got got what you wanted today, Joe. Uh, so everybody, thank you so much. Love all of you guys. If you haven't already, you can follow me on Twitter at I Got Issues Man, find us on Facebook from uh, Phil's recap and a review. Also find the FOP group, Friends of Phil, on Google+. Plus. You can find all this in the description box below. You can also find how to find all those stuff. You can find some of the music we play in the stuff. You can find me also under under your couch, hiding there, picking up coins off the ground. Like, like here you go. Give me a coin. I need some money. Here you go. I'm hungry. I need to eat. No, but thank you. i ev-
5: like a boat for Westeros. i like a
0: boat for Westeros. That's how I got all my coins. But everybody, huge thank you to everybody for checking this out today. We will talk to you guys next time. Good night. Thanks again, Phil.
5: My and brother. Joe. Love you, Joe.
0: You can also join the Discord group. On a three Final man starts to strafe, keeps his weapon. If you want to be safe, run around like a stick in the mud. In the fairy rains, in the mouth of floods. It's funny how evil can push politeness. You can't. Communist Russia. Pussy lick me.
2: Tell me this question. Everyone fucks me. Everyone fucks me. Everyone
0: fucks me. Someone says that was the pussy that was promised. Just to answer a couple of questions, yes Analysis of Thrones, is about Majora's mask. It absolutely is about Majora's mask. Dave is a dog guy. Someone said they want David's dog to uh, be eating the hell out of Ramsey Snow. I think uh, I think we could arrange to that. Oh yeah. Oh wow, oh it's still feedback. Wait.